1: Oh, yes. Another day, another edition, a Tuesday, if
2: you will, on the middle here.
1: Alongside Super Bowl champion, NBC sports analyst Barrett Brooks, Harry May, Mays. Hey. And right off the bat, we've got only six minutes to hang and break bread with you, Philadelphia, before we dive into the big program and are joined by SportsMap Radio, the network, if you will. So, Harry, and he brought this to our attention... Has this piece by our good friend Tim McManus, best mm-hmm. around when it covers the Eagles to the NFL. Smart insider came up with a pretty big comparison, and I see already that Harry is so jacked up. It's made.
2: It's made big. the board. That's yeah,
1: big. you have your own big board
2: here. I got LeBron over there on my over my one shoulder and Carson over the other.
1: Well, no, that that's. All right, so why don't you take us through that real quick because I'm going to show everybody, zoom out in
2: right. a second. Yeah, there you go.
3: Look at this. I, mean,
2: I saw this yesterday afternoon, shortly after the show, uh, Aton and Barrett, and you know I love Tim McManus, and I saw the headline, How Can the Eagles Unlock Carson Wentz? Think LeBron James. Now that's going to get a click from me, okay, <laughs> especially since it's Tim McManus, but when you put LeBron James and Carson Wentz in the same headline, I'm in. Yeah, so I went in and read it, and of course it's it's fascinating and and deep stuff as we typically get from Tim McManus with good statistical background on Wentz and his Jekyll and Hyde sort of persona on the field. How how great he was in the first drive against the Giants, and then how great he was in the final two possessions in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But the in between is where it all falls apart, and that that's becoming sort of more the norm. Than the exception for Carson Wentz. And why is that? And how can they sort of get more consistency, the good consistency out of Wentz? So it, it's it's a brilliant piece and it goes through all the data. And you got to read this on ESPN.com. But the the quote about Carson Wentz actually doesn't that's not that's not a reach that Tim is taking. That was a quote from Dan Orlovsky, who's quoted in the piece. They, they said, uh, I don't think Carson's really much of a drop back passing quarterback sitting in the pocket type of guy, says Dan Orlovsky. And he goes on to say the more they utilize him as an open field weapon, the better. Right. He goes, um, I'll be honest. I don't know if he has a great feel for the pocket like he just likes to sit back there and, until he cannot. So I think getting him on the move is almost like LeBron in a pick and roll situation. Ooh. So that's where the the comparison comes in. And I want to ask you guys if you think that's a a worthy comparison for this. I,
4: I'm discussion. gonna tell you the truth. I mean, <laughs> I, I think so. I mean, to be honest, like I just did a piece. I did my baritone piece, and I did it over frenetic play. And mm-hmm. if you define frenetic play. It's fast, energetic, rather wild and uncontrolled way. And that's right. when he, he 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 dwells at peace in those type of um, uh, chaotic situations. That's when his breathing calms down. He becomes more focused. Mm-hmm. When he's just back there, I don't think he's focused when he's back there when he's just being a regular drop-back quarterback. It's almost as like it's boring to him, and he can't go out there and really execute the play as well as he could if he has that type of pressure on his back. If he feels as though he's leading this team back, he's all world. But you put him in a position where he's trying to just maintain and keep the game, uh, keep the game going consistently. I don't think that he really likes that. He's more uncomfortable being status quo. He wants to be that guy. Um, you know, that he wants to shoot the last shot. Pure point blast him. And if you want to say that's LeBron, I don't think that's necessarily LeBron. Michael Jordan wanted to shoot the last shot. Oh, no. Oh, whoa whoa, 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 uh, whoa, whoa. whoa,
5: yeah, whoa. Yeah, time yes, out. yes, oh, yes. Oh, Harry,
1: time out. Harry <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Harry, you can't time out. You can't bail out. You would have <laughs> wanted to invoke LeBron James first. You can't. I didn't invoke LeBron James. Dan Orlovsky did. Okay, well, Orlovsky used LeBron James. Here's all I would say in the final 90 seconds or so that we have before we're joined by the network on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. I that just reeks of coaching malpractice to me because the entire season we've seen Carson Wentz asked to stay in these boundaries of a pocket and not moved around enough by Doug Peterson and the offense. And especially when you see people who have played that position start to speak about his strength, and all of us who watch him know where his strength is moving around. Mm -hmm. How bad of a job has Doug Peterson and the offense done to
2: where this is the point right now. That's I don't, know. That's, I don't know. That's a fair point. That's a fair point.
1: That's a fair point. I mean,
2: it is. And, and, you you know, it's like I said last week before the Giants game, get him going in that no huddle stuff. You know, Doug always talks after the fact that, yeah, you know, he probably should have dialed up more, no, you know, uh, no huddle. Carson's real good. Well, then why don't you do it to start the game? Why don't you do it when you need plays to be made? Maybe that should be, become more the norm than the exception.
4: Correct. I've seen it on several occasions. I mean, look when he first came back from his injury against Indianapolis. What did they do? They put him in a two-minute situation. Not 2 minutes offense, but hurry-up offense mm-hmm. just so he can get acclimated, and get the speed of the game, go out there where he's most comfortable. Well, not why not do that all the time? I mean, look who does it uh, now. Everybody always does it. All you right, know, you we- don't need to call a timeout. Here we go.
6: This is a Gal Media. Meet- in partnership with Jacob Media.
7: And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle starts now, starts now on the Sports Map Radio Network.
6: Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can
7: live from the O'Reilly Auto Park Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
6: Yes,
1: you a Tuesday name, huh? edition. Brought to you, of course, by us here, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, where you can watch this fantastic Jacob Media product live locally at the Fritz and B and Cooley studios. You can hear us across the nation and world on all sports map radio platforms. Follow us on Twitter at BBrooks72NBCS, at TU and at Shander show for me, Ron Culver in the house producing the show in Houston, and We'll get to Ron in a little bit as fake news makes its return. And I'm excited for the two of you to be a part of this segment. That'll be in the second hour. But we have a couple of things to look at that popped from the NFL's best storyline going on right now. The biggest, best train wreck. And if you could possibly encapsulate, guys, one non-football moment to describe how bad it's got for the Dallas Cowboys I think we got that yesterday oh. with Mike Nolan.
2: Hot sauce in the eye.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I laugh and I, you know, and I, I kind of felt bad for, for Mike Nolan yesterday because that has happened to me. And I'm telling you, it's no fun. You know, you're eating chicken wings or whatever it is, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, you, you you get a little, you know, tickle in your eye, and the next thing you know, you got hot sauce in your eye, and you're going literally tearing up. You can't talk. I mean, it's awful. I, I feel for the guy. <laughs> Why is
1: it that you always itch whenever your hands are full of something? Yeah. Is it your mind playing tricks on you? Like you could have a handful of barbecue or you could look like you just delivered a baby with hot sauce all over your hand. And all of a sudden, your face has an itch for six weeks. Right. You've got this itch right between your eye and the bridge of your (laughs) nose. Yeah.
4: Well, same thing. I'm out working on the car, man. I had grease all over my hands. They were going on my forearms, and I didn't have anything to wipe off. I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. You don't want motor oil in your eye.
1: <laughs> no, you don't want anything in your eye. Mike, we're going to hear from that coming up. Jerry Jones not only was getting a little testy defending his own guys, but he also told the radio host to shut up. This guy, this is totally off the wheels. The team is totally unhinged. We have some other stuff we'll sneak in like New Jersey, the most hated state in the nation. It's the middle. Unbelievable. <laughs> Car grease like that. Are you serious?
4: Bro, it's the worst in the world, man. The worst. One time I was sanding uh I was sanding uh, I was sanding some um fiberglass. I was doing bodywork and I was sanding fiberglass. And that stuff there sticks everywhere. You can't get it off you, man. You don't oh, want to yeah? get that stuff in your eye. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can't even yeah, – you need goggles just for that. To yep, yep.
4: Before. Well, that could really damage your eye. Yep, yep. It, it scratches yeah. the cornea of your yeah. eye. Yeah, plus it, if you breathe it in, mm-hmm. it scratches up your uh, your lungs. Is that right? Bad stuff, bro, bad stuff, yeah. My goodness. But I love it, though, man.
2: So are you referring to the New York Post thing, Forget About It, that article about Jersey?
1: Uh, it's the one I sent you. Yeah. Uh, NJ.com had something uh.
2: – I got it out of New York Post. It's the same thing.
1: Oh yeah, but it's a gotta part be the New Jersey Twitter and all.
2: Did so, I ask him yesterday if there's a leadership void
4: as far as who's stepping up with the players? You know, right. who who, who looking up to and what Jerry Jones does? He gives us, you know, just everything we want. He's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't he? Mm-hmm. It is amazing, Jerry Jones.
1: It is truly amazing. All right, so. We'll run that. And then actually should we come out with the Nolan thing? Um or just set
2: it up. I think set it up. All right,
1: that's fine. All right. So we
2: But we need that Jerry Jones clip too. We have it.
1: But the, the one you have isn't the one where he tells the radio host. to
2: show. No, no, I get one off of Larson's email. It's yeah. Yeah.
1: That's fine. All right, yeah. here we go. We'll be back in 60 seconds, but here is our great friends at Fritz and
0: B and Cooley. The philosophy of guys, my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case but also throughout the client's life
1: all right ron we're we're back now ron's got all three ready to go
7: This is The Middle on the sports map Radio Network.
6: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
6: We
1: brought up at, at the start of the show, as we always open up at the top of our hour on the screen, phillyvoice.com slash The Middle, where you can watch. And then if you're listening on sports map Radio, you'll pick up and follow along with everything going on for the network. But, we referenced this piece on ESPN from our buddy here in Philadelphia, Tim McManus, who was quoting a former quarterback now in the media all over the place, Stan Orlovsky, comparing what could help Carson Wentz open things up for him and what I think is still the odds-on favorite to win this division, the Philadelphia Eagles, invoking the name of all people, LeBron James. And then it got to Barrett Brooks invoking Gordon. <laughs> yeah. it, it was, next thing I know, I was waiting for Wayne Gretzky. Right, Tom <laughs> Brady. Exactly. Yeah. Just run down the list. At some point, Jimi Hendrix would make an appearance. Yeah. You never know it. You know, seriously.
2: No, Eric Clapton. Clapton is God. <laughs> oh, okay. well, yes. Possibly yeah. now, yeah. right? I, I, God forbid. But
1: now we we should get back to that and, and reference it. As, as We still kind of talk about just how, brutally awful this division is and looking at that team as the favorite like we would a favorite for any other division we've got what happened last night our other good buddy Nick Foles not really doing much but we can't start really anywhere else outside of this monster train wreck that had to be fully encapsulated let's just listen to what happened with Mike Nolan yesterday already as we heard from Newey Scruggs on the program Monday. Also something he's been preaching for weeks. Now this team has quit not recently, but weeks ago quit on Mike Nolan. They're now quitting on Mike McCarthy it was evident against Washington. This whole team is a disgrace. Mike Nolan's presser yesterday, his virtual press conference, it's a zoom call, right? Correct. Yeah. Did not really go as planned and had to be abruptly stopped. And this is why.
8: Uh, obviously the frustration for him as well, as just you know. Look, when he misses, or nobody. Oops, excuse me, I got something in my eye. Um, just had some Tabasco on my finger, and it went in my eye. That wasn't good.
3: Oh,
5: it's
8: terrible. Jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> right,
0: hang on, man. We'll right back. S- Give me one second.
7: All right, we're back. Jory, I guess. uh forgive me. I'm sorry. but And I don't re-
3: remember the question. If you give it to me again,
1: you know. Not even, I should tell you this: the, the first thing I got from this whole thing, as bizarre as it is, guys, is just how little the reporters jumped in to do anything. Yeah. It was the same as when Andy Dalton. Yeah. When he, was right.
2: He, he had the first reporter be like, "Oh, that's not good." I not knew. Like, hey, Mike, are you okay? I knew you were going to equate it to Andy Dalton going down and the Dallas Cowboy teammates going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, bro, he'll, he'll be, he'll be fine." Everyone's for self <laughs>
1: hey, reporters. You could think like at least somebody would ask, Hey, Mike, are you okay? Instead? It's "Oh, you hate to see it.
2: <laughs> I hate to do it to you, Mike.
1: Seriously, they gave him one of those right there on a super oh. ball.
2: <laughs> no napkin, no anything, huh? Or oh, they're following COVID rules. That's what they were doing. Following COVID rules. All <laughs> right. Now McMullen, I got to give our, uh, our man, John McMullen, some props here because he had a great tweet yesterday. Or actually it was this morning about this. About this. Yeah. He John Clark uh, put up uh you know the, the video or the the picture. Yeah it's the video and tweeted it. And McMullen quote tweeted it and says, The only thing Mike Nolan can stop is a Zoom call.
1: Wow.
2: <laughs> wow. That is a blast.
1: <laughs> That's actually funny and true. It's rare mm-hmm. to have a joke that hits like that. Funny and true. He's and right.
2: McMullen will join us today in the OT, right? Correct.
1: We have Alex Singleton, the Eagles linebackers extraordinaire. There aren't many. There aren't many linebackers on this team that are actually doing something positive. He happens to be one of them. He's going to join us at 1240. And then, as you mentioned, John McMullen is going to join us at overtime, one o'clock p.m. Eastern. So that started it right where you had Mike Nolan and, and just this awful display. It was hilarious. And thankfully, I guess the guy's okay. But at the same time, it was pretty ridiculous how this whole thing was just an encapsulation of the failures down there. Yeah. Then he had Jerry Jones. Now let's go with the first cut. This is the this is the one you had, Harry, in okay. the, on our sheet here. That oh yeah, you know, Ron makes a good point. It was only Tabasco sauce. Now you you say Ron to make it worse, meaning like it should have been habanero sauce. Well, or, or something gonna to
3: complain. I mean, Tabasco's not that bad. I mean, yeah, if you get Tabasco in your eye, it hurts. But what do you put Tabasco on?
2: I that's put cool. it on everything.
3: Well, I know. But, I mean, that's not the real kick that you're looking for. You need something. You need to go bolder, stronger.
2: See, no, this is coming from a guy in Texas, too. They they, they, lo- they love the hot sauce down there.
3: And I'm originally from Southern yeah, California. Yeah, he's a Southern Cali guy. Okay. So, I mean, you, you got to throw on some Tapatio, maybe some Chulula if you're going Tabasco right, route. right. You, or step it up yeah. a notch and go Frank Red Hot. Come on. So, Tabasco, are you, yeah, it's a hot, hot sauce.
2: Is Ron calling Tabasco Bobo hot yeah. sauce? He's calling I, it a step up from ketchup.
3: I have wow. a, I have a bottle. It's called da Bomb. And literally one one little drop of this on any chicken will put you down for about 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, but how is that pleasurable? Seriously. Right? Why? <laughs> it's, it actually has a good smoky flavor. If you're going to be honest, but it's it's uh, it's a lot more fun than it is tasteful. Wait I a guess. second, Ron, 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 come on, on, man!
1: Sitting in a corner, drenched, in right, licking a piece of bread just to enjoy a bite of a hot wing. <laughs> it's, you're, you're it has enjoy to it, be a you better way. You have a lot of
3: fun. I mean, it—it's it, it, literally
4: burning you, though.
3: It's literally it, it burns, burning your mouth. You know, the fun thing is, it, it instantly gives you the hiccups. That's that's what? oh, goes.
2: that's great.
3: Yeah, you instantly get hiccups from it. It's fantastic. How's this? How? Hold on. How does this show go from
4: LeBron to burning <laughs> eyes to, to 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 to? You can't even.
1: what where, where are we going? The hot sauce challenge. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome to life on the middle. I mean, yeah. this, this is it though, but under hold on a second, there has to be middle ground from. Rightfully calling out Tabasco as like the mild version of hot sauce, and look, it is there's, there's right. to it, so it's better. Like if you're going to put Tabasco on an unseasoned piece of protein, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But at, to Ron's point, it's not really to get a good kick. So there has to be a well, middle okay. ground between Mike Nolan using Tabasco sauce and then chastising him for not eating a ghost pepper.
3: I have another question for you guys because maybe <laughs> and you know maybe this is more directed towards Barrett than anybody. But do you normally just you know after losing a game that bad get your uh, get your food on? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> you're depressed. That's a long plane ride. You're
4: depressed. You don't want to eat anything, man. You know, like, but he's eating before the press conference. That's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, that, this right goes after to show. The game. It goes right to show. Yeah.
3: And look, that's a former offensive lineman telling you that he needs some time. Right. To
1: aim right.
3: That's that's where I'm getting at. It was like this was surprised. The most surprising thing was like, ah, you know, I decided to get down on a turkey sandwich before I jumped into right. the conference. You go from you go from all right, I just got
4: my ass kicked. I mean, we we <laughs> flew all the way to Washington, DC to kick a field goal, and now I'm going to give me some chicken. It just doesn't happen. Now I don't yet. know, what?
2: man. All those road trips I went on with Temple <laughs> football. I mean, they, they did well, but they lost some games too. And as soon as they'd get on the bus, they couldn't wait to get into the whatever the meal was that they'd pick up before they walked into the bus.
1: Right. Okay. You're talking about college kids who were probably on, like, these furloughs, not even the... Right. The
2: right? so <laughs> only free meal they
1: get, yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. I'm sure they were stacking up. You know, taking, like, two at a
2: time. I don't blame the kids. But I, I say, you know, Tabasco is the OG of sauce. I'll give you that. You would agree with that? Yes.
3: Yeah, but okay. it's not the, the best. It's, it's the original. It's not the best. Right. It's the well, well, but it is when, the
4: original. Ron, when do you get to a point where it stops even having taste and it's just burning your mouth up? Like, your mouth is on fire. It's, 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 it's you have, you're, you're literally killing cells in your mouth. And you know when does it get past to that? You know when you you can't even enjoy it.
3: Oh, that's that's when you get to the, these off the chart Scoville hot sauces, like you know the one I was talking about before. It's not it's not enjoyable. It's just fun to watch other people <laughs> in pain and injury with you. <laughs>
2: All right. Re- remind me to never sit down at a meal with uh, Ron Culver, because I don't know <laughs> right. if he's going to slip some of this toxic hot sauce on my and food. You, you,
3: and the greatest thing about it, it's a really small bottle, so you can just fit in the palm of your hand and drop it. and I, No one will ever know. You've definitely done that before. You've no, definitely I, I can, dropped I, a little I, bit. You right. confirm nor deny that. that that's fine.
1: That. We've already deduced that you have. <laughs> through circumstantial evidence, we've already proven in our own minds that you have sabotaged someone's meal. Oh, but there's no
4: question about it. You could tell.
1: Don't go to the bathroom if you're eating with Ron Culver. You just need your eyes on your meal the entire time. <laughs> just bring
4: it A ton, A- A- it's almost like you know, when you get to hot sauces where they stop going hot, extra hot, when you start getting
2: skull and crossbones, yes. that means yeah. you don't touch it. You That's don't right. touch it, man. And you don't go to the bathroom and, and touch your stuff uh without <laughs> washing your hands first either, because that <laughs> will burn.
1: No, I, I would think not. Okay. <laughs> It's unbelievable that Mike Nolan has let off this chain of events here. But mm-hmm. he <laughs> real man's hot sauce.
3: Maybe that's no. why.
1: If he had just used a napkin. Now, well, hold on. What
4: do you do? Pour milk on it? Then you can't put water on it. Gets hotter. You pour milk on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> are we sure that Van Der Esch or Randy Gregory didn't walk into the office in the first week of Pamp and look at this guy dousing his burger with Tabasco sauce and think, "Man, I'm out. I'm I'm already out on this guy. He's using Tabasco on a burger. I'm out." Uh. Maybe it was that. Maybe it wasn't giving up fifty six points per game in the first three weeks. Maybe it was that. All right. Let's listen to Jerry Jones. As we have two great clips from Jones. This is the first one talking about, and Harry, he was basically defending everybody on his staff, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. That that there's no, oh, this was actually about Andy Dalton. I apologize. This is the cut on Andy Dalton referencing exactly what we just invoked to when the whole thing came up with Mike Nolan and the reporters. We were questioning why nobody really came to Andy Dalton's defense and here's Dallas's Jerry Jones on 105.3 the Fan.
7: You know, sometimes the players don't see it. Uh, you know, they're they're blocking, they're they're doing their job. They're they're not seeing exactly what's going on and uh certainly a, a tough situation. So, you know, obviously uh coach McCarthy uh you know had some things to say about that and we'll just uh you know we'll, we'll move forward as we go forward. I know Andy has tremendous amount of respect on this football team. Everybody admires him. Everybody admires about how he goes about his business, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, uh, there's no—I uh, would never question anybody's uh, lack of respect or, or what they think of Andy
2: Dalton. Mm. Like ah, mm. uh, Andy has a tremendous amount of respect in that locker room. I mean, every all his teammates just look at those eyebrows, man. They, say, <laughs> I don't think, man, you got the most beautiful. Red, bushy, waxed eyebrows—I have ever seen.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! I can see it now. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I
5: love oh, it. We're good. Oh my yeah, goodness!
1: Apparently, apparently, Barrett. Guys didn't see the play. Apparently, guys didn't see John Bostic lower his right. helmet and knock Andy Dalton. There was out a wide receiver started. right next to him when it yeah.
4: happened. Nobody oh. saw it, Barrett. Yeah. Come on. I mean, they didn't see him when he got carted off. They didn't yeah, see right. that either. <laughs> you know, they, they just saw him just laying there. Nobody came. It took them that. They, they didn't turn around and see all the, the the training staff running out on the field. Who are they running after? Who are they running out there for? They're running out there for your quarterback who's still laying on the ground, who can't see. He's not conscious. And you let a guy just do it, and he walked back to the huddle like it's nothing. Nobody even touched him. It would have been a brawl.
1: Jason Peters would have ripped his head off.
2: Yeah, he would have. I mean, come come on,
1: man. it's it's craziness all right one more jones clip and this is him telling somebody on 105.3 the fan and harry you can probably do it better than me but shut up <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is jerry jones again does your team have a leadership void um uh, when uh, uh we're in the offensive line where are you, just o- uh, just uh, overall there, when these- but seriously seriously where where do you where would you have a leadership void? Is it an experience void? Is it a talent void? Is it leaders void? I'm not trying to be cute here? The answer is yeah. no. The answer yeah. is no. I, I'm asking to J- there's not a well just shut up and let me answer. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it is totally unhinged. When you go into the locker room,
1: what I'm asking is, do you see the intangible- You're not asking me
3: that. I gave you the I gave you the answer. When I go into the locker room, there's no leadership void in my eyes. Okay. Now that's your answer.
2: Let's move on. Why don't you just shut up? <laughs> Look, Why don't I you answer. just shut up? We can move on. Yeah.
7: Let's take it. Look, my away. answer. There's absolutely no void. <laughs> he is gold in
1: my locker room. <laughs> it's the middle, slash the middle
0: and sports map radio. That is unbelievable.
4: Yeah, but um, no, I wasn't saying Michael Jordan like Carson Wentz is anywhere near Michael Jordan. In fact, I can't even say Carson Wentz is anywhere near anybody I can think about as far as being great. It's just I mean, that clutch gene. He has that clutch gene. That's what I was trying to say. You think LeBron has that clutch gene? Or does he?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I don't know if Carson does, though.
4: I think he does. I mean, that's when he plays best. That's when he wants to get out there and make things happen.
1: The, the problem is, is that there's just there's such a wide gap between him and like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Like, think about how smart Russell Wilson is, and it's not just pocket presence, but it's like he he has full command. Even against Arizona, I know that was like his one bad game of the season at all, but he just has. full – Oh, that wasn't game. a bad game. Now it well, wasn't right, a bad I mean, game. Three pick, but right, it wasn't <laughs> a terrible game by him overall. But I'm just saying he, he just has total command of what's happening around him. Right. Right. I mean, it does remind you of like Jordan on the floor or LeBron now, or like bird or magic where it's like, they're seeing everything around them happening. And I just, I don't know. I don't. And again, I think it's probably unfair to ask that from Carson Wentz, but there just seems, I don't know. It seems to be a gap.
4: You're right. I mean, you're absolutely right on that. Like, he, Russell Wilson absolutely knows what receiver is going to be where and how he can throw it mm-hmm. to that receiver. Now he's going—he's not going to throw the same ball. He's going to throw to, 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 to you know his receivers as it will to the tight end. He's just not going to do it. He's going right. to put a little more finesse on it with
1: the yeah. running back
4: or tight end as opposed to
1: receiver. Yeah, here we go. We should keep doing this combo in the break. It's good.
7: We're listening to the middle on the sports map Radio Network,
6: presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So, an hour from now, we'll be deep, knee-deep in fake
1: news with Ron Culver. We'll explain all of that as it goes on, as it happens. It's a very easy segment to listen to and follow along, and even interact if you're live on the stream, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, listening, of course, across all SB Nation, or pardon me, SportsMap Radio platforms. And you can hit us up, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, 800-224-2004. So I reference what's going on an hour from now because we weren't, the first week, we kind of just were getting into everything and getting our feet wet and accustomed to all the things going from local to national and everything. And we didn't have fake news. So it was easier for me, to bring up a story that I knew would be a little out there, or Harry or Barrett to bring up something that's a little out there and not worry about stepping over Ron's toes on something that might pop up a little bit later in the program. Now, with that said, I don't know if he has the new gas station story out there, but did you see that there is news coming from the moon, which Uh has to be the most moot piece of rock in the universe, right? Like we've been there, we can't get anything out of it. Right. We can't get any oil. There's no water. There's no life. There's nothing like that. It's just a dead, sterile piece of rock mm-hmm. that for some reason now, and I'll explain, is back in the news. But you haven't seen this. No, no, I, I did see that.
4: I, I said, but they're saying that there there is um enough they said there they they saw water on the planet, and they mm-hmm. said it was enough to fill
1: a water bottle. <laughs> okay. Where where is this fro? We've been there already, and and nobody decided to go back. Did we just right. miss it? Is, is it like a landmark that you drove through Jim Thorpe, PA? You missed it, and you had to go back up there the following weekend.
4: I'm just saying. What it, it said that it was a um, enough to fill weeks. a water bottle, but it said if they were to get that water bottle, the water bottle would have been worth uh, the water that's in the water bottle would have worth like ten grand if they got it from that the moon.
1: Okay. Well, would you rather spend the 10 grand on like an autographed Mike Trout card? Yes. A a bottle of moon water.
4: (laughs) Moon water. I mean, imagine what kind of you know what what would it do to your body? I mean what it
5: make you superhuman
4: or something? How do they know know. that it's only a bottle's worth? I I don't know. They just it just it said that um I mean actually when they showed it to me (laughs) when I saw it on TV, they actually circled where Bob Word was With a red pen, like a Mm. a little red pen, like a little circle. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So according to NASA, there's quite a bit of frozen water on the sunless surface of the moon. According to two papers published Monday in the Nature Astronomy Journal, the moon is littered with hidden patches. So they just found these hidden patches. And according to what NASA would like to do is create a gas station that would essentially be a permanent gas station between the earth and Mars. So we're turning the Ah. moon into a Citgo. We're turning this into a Sunoco with, you know, a hot dog station. Where you can get a hot dog. On
2: your way to Mars.
1: Exactly right. Right. A Wawa. A dude. Wawa, yeah. Right. So,
2: so it's like a rest stop on the way to Mars is basically what it is.
1: That's what they're turning it into. Can you yeah. imagine how bad the bathrooms are going to be?
2: Dude, <laughs> you got to stay out of the bathrooms at a rest stop, man. I'll You're tell just, you, bad bro, stuff happens you, in there. Hold on. How do you stand up and use the bathroom
4: with no uh gravity?
2: I don't know. Yeah, there, no, no trees. Out. Well, you, no, I pee, you gotta pee behind a tree. Yeah, well, I'm just a
4: saying tree. it will it, never reach the
1: ground.
2: Right. It'll just be it's just gonna go You'll up be... into the air.
1: <laughs> so they'll have they'll have a the, the actual gas station itself is mm-hmm. going to be a Cabin, if you will, like a you know, they can make it to where it's destabilized or mm-hmm. stabilized. I
2: it's like, it's, it's, is Wawa going to put one well, of those
1: doors? Who's going to be the first one up there? Like, right. the most is it BP? What's the most popular gas station in the world? We always get caught up with Wawa here, although it's gigantic. Yeah, it's yeah. all the way down. To, it's all the way down to Florida now. It's in Florida. Right. Now. Yeah, yeah. But what's the <laughs> most popular gas station you think in the entire world? Like, not here. Is it BP British Petrol? Sinoco. I don't know what's as yeah, big across. All right. Bucky's. Buckies is the top-rated gas station. Not Stuckies. No, not
2: Stuckies. I can tell you it ain't Stuckies. Wouldn't it be great if they put one of those big high signs on the moon with a Stuckies sign on it? They <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, have those in Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, they're those all those over
7: Stucky's the place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> One of the astronauts. Now come on, we're making great time. Let's just go. We can coast. We can coast the final thousand right. miles from Mars. And the other guy's like, uh uh-uh, uh, sorry, I'm craving a hot dog. Do you, you guys- know they,
4: if they put a waffle house up there? I guarantee we'd be up there, bro. Oh yeah. Put a waffle house up there. You're a big you. waffle house guy? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So you can only when you get once you once you pass Delaware, that's mm-hmm. when you start seeing Waffle Houses. Oh, so. I used
2: to be in a Waffle House every weekend in North Carolina. <laughs>
4: Oh
1: man.
2: Yes. And I was never sober.
1: I can't imagine anybody else in that place, including the staff, was.
2: Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody in a Waffle House that's sober, uh, except it, maybe John the Shelton. people working there.
1: We're getting word that from John Shelton, Bucky's has great beef jerky. Okay. Is that going to be enough of a pull right there?
2: Bucky's. They have their own branded beef jerky. Who knows?
1: Now, where is it? I feel like Bucky's has to be south. Now, do you guys have a Bucky's down in Texas, Ron? Of course we do. <laughs> can you speak to the quality of the beef jerky?
3: Yes, I can. You can get it <laughs> over the you can get it over the deli counter. Well, wow,
2: they are. It's actually spelled B-U-C-E-E-S. Yes. Yes, it's not B-U-C-K-Y-S. <laughs>
3: They're huge. I mean, they're not. They're not your stereotypical truck stops. No, they're... this looks like a supermarket is yeah. inside this place. Mm. Yeah, I would. I would.
4: Well, they sell beer in it, so you know it's. It you know it's, it's frequent by a lot
1: of people. Way bigger than a Wawa. Yeah, I think they we sell- have our odds-on favorite for who would land the first spot up there. All right, we're back. It's the Middle PhillyVoice slash the Middle. You're also listening across all SportsMap radio
0: platforms as well.
1: Let's do uh, – so where did we leave off with the Wentz combo? I mean, what what, what really can we – like, where can we go outside of the coaching staff taking this into their own hands? Because if you're talking about LeBron James, and and rightfully so, about opening things up and, and
2: everything, I, I just – I don't know, man. Like, where <laughs> – Well, here, here's my question, though. This is what I thought of. Outside of how much information that the piece had – Do you think sometimes up at ESPN, they sort of contrive narratives in order to get more traffic? Yes. So what better way to do that than to put LeBron James's name associated in anything?
1: I agree. That seems like a manufactured take.
2: I'm kind of cynical about the Dan Orlovsky take.
1: Me, too. I I think that's a great point to raise. And look, we've we've all either worked up there in some capacity or know somebody who's worked up there or for them, I should say, in some capacity. And we know that they have 10 different producers on sets and there's constant conversation before a show even gets executed on the air. Very rarely, if even though radio shows that they're filming are heavily Mm pre-produced. So, yeah, I would I would think. But it now doesn't that defeat Kind of this whole comparison?
2: Yeah, I don't know that the comparison is really, it's almost like a headline to get you to read the the piece. But the inside the piece is really informative, and it does make you think about Doug Peterson's play calling. I didn't even need the LeBron James Association. Like, I think the article has merit, a lot of merit. I mean, you know he's been hit 76 times already this season. That's ridiculous. And you know who's second? This is was all in in Tim's piece. Joe Burrow. At 60 Mm -hmm. hits. So he's 16 ahead of him. That's crazy. He's not gonna survive a year if this keeps up. No, no, no. And hold on, hold on, hold
7: on. Here we go. This is the middle on the sports map radio network.
6: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
1: We had a football game last night that undercashed in multiple times. Oh, game. yeah. I bought that sucker down to 41 and a half earlier in
2: the day. Now
1: you know,
2: that, that opened at 47. It was bet down to like 44 and a half uh, I mean, yeah. long before the game. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, I took a risk. I stepped it up and I took a risk <laughs> to quote our buddies from Migos. And uh, look, the, the game itself, I, I don't know if – now, because so many people, this is the problem I have. So many people were so down on Chicago and downplaying. And look, I, I think again, there's always a middle ground, there's always nuance in conversation. So it's very rarely one of two extremes. But it felt like so many people were down on Chicago just coming into that game, downplaying the five and one record and playing it off like they were just a bunch of front running frauds, waiting Barrett. To be exposed. And, and that's why I said middle ground, because I don't think Barrett was like full on extreme. I hate Chicago.
2: I hate Chicago.
1: Yeah, that, that's fine. You can hate Chicago. You can hate the the big chili dogs that they serve oh. and, and the lasagna like pizza that they call a, a perversion of pizza, of course, the deep dish. But Barrett, you were down on Chicago, the team. And, and I'm curious now, how do we look at this? Because I guarantee you that already at eleven forty one on the East Coast, there have been plenty of people who have said, "Well, yeah, I, I get it. You know, the Rams are good, but how much do you really want me to buy into this Rams team when they all they did was really just expose a Bears team?"
4: I, I think it's more so they won games that you know they just barely squeaked them out. You know, I'm looking at their record now; like they 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 caught teams at their worst, like their first game against you know. Detroit. I mean, they played nobody. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking at Detroit. They're horrible. Well, the DeAndre Swift horrible.
2: had the winning touchdown in his hands and dropped it in that game. If you right. remember, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you look at um, they played the Falcons. So what? You know, yeah. I mean, they
4: did beat they did beat the Colts and they did beat the Buccaneers. But you know, after, after that, you know, the Panthers they're not very good. So I didn't think that they had really um, any
2: validity in them. Are they being, lost to the Colts?
4: I won Oh, they did. Right. Yeah, they yeah, they, they, the
2: they lost to the Colts. I bet that game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had I had Philip Rivers.
4: Yeah, but they barely beat the Buccaneers. You know mm-hmm. and. To me, it just didn't have any validity as far how good they really were. They don't run the ball well. Montgomery is a pretty good running back, but he does nothing as far as, you know, fantasy. He's he's, he's not doing anything in fantasy, so you
2: know he's not doing well at all. Yeah, they don't have um, enough firepower. No, not at and that. their defense is good, but their defense isn't 85 Bears good. And I think you'd need something closer to that in order to, to be able to survive this offense and sort of the droughts that they're going to go through during the season. They tried last night. They definitely tried last night.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, Akeem Hicks is a, a monster. Oh, he's good, yeah. A monster in the middle. You know, I mean, they have the pieces on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they have one of the best safeties in the league. I just don't see him doing anything else because at quarterback, Nick Foles is my guy. You know, I love Nick Foles for what he did for this team, but he's uh, not a
1: starting quarterback.
4: He's no, just not to me. And- you know, I –
1: he did not have a, a good, and you could just feel it. And and this yeah. thing about Foles this year, it feels like, is if he's not rolling, like normally he'll have a bad series, maybe bounce back, but it just it didn't have that feel last night. Nope. And just to put it in perspective, it, it, you know, I was looking at a couple of these props out there, and the foals not to throw or the over under for Foles throwing a touchdown, I would say after one quarter was at a half. So if you were fading that, then you were basically planning on Foles not throwing a touchdown. And I jumped on that just because it had that. It, it, the game had that feel after the first quarter, even into the first half, where even if they got down there, even if they were in the red zone, it would be more of a Montgomery run, or maybe you know a play in which they would put the ball in, in a receiver's hands if it's a jet sweep or something along those lines. It just it didn't have that feel that Nick Foles. Was going to lead his team, and to your point, Barrett, starting quarterbacks—you at least want that feel of, well, this guy can lead your team back and at least put you back in a football game.
4: They don't have—they don't have the the offensive firepower to do that, and and it's 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 more so. Nick Foles needs all stars; he needs great players out there to make his offense work. You know, he needs to throw to an Alshon, or you know, somebody like that that he knows can go get it and make him look better than what he is. He needs a Zach Ertz to uh, to, to to play above and beyond the regular tight end. You know, he, he needs a LeGarrette blood that can get five yards in a cloud of dust. And he doesn't have that in that Bayer organization. He doesn't have a stud that he can rely on to bail him out. And since he doesn't, he had Graham. And Graham started, you know, towards the end of the game, but – it wasn't necessarily a guy that he could depend on playing a play out.
2: Now, did you catch that? Barrett Aton said he jumped on something he,
1: last night during the general, game. You know I'm our- telling you. <laughs> look, uh, there, there was this game provided a lot of value last night. Okay, <laughs> I know that's the key word. That's a trigger word, but in a good way.
2: Yeah, you
1: know, you need to pay bills, man. You got to pay bills, man. Well, look, at this point, I'm probably just getting back to even, but that's that's fine. That's fair. But look, last night it it wasn't just that you knew. I I don't know, coming into it, there was just this overwhelming feeling that the Bears and the Rams defenses would prevail. I mean, Josh or Nick Foles and the other guy, Jared Goff, were just not primed to exist in a shootout. This was not going to be one quarterback throwing for 500 yards or something along those lines. It just we kind of knew going into it, and it played out like every now and again, the obvious feel. Played Mm -hmm. out. It's not always this contrarian thing, this narrative or game script that nobody prepared for playing out. It was pretty simple last night. That was a low-scoring game. And yeah, I think that favored Chicago, but even still, to the point that you guys are talking about, they just don't have enough on offense.
2: Both teams were four and two to the under coming into the game. So that it's like, you know, they they play those kinds of games. You know, at Los Angeles, for all we want to talk about, the head coach being, you know, this wizard and offensive wizard. They do a they do a lot to sort of shorten the game too. They're yeah. they're not this up and down the field type of football team. That's they try cool. their best
4: to make sure that uh, they uh, keep the ball on their side of the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, look at the punter, man. The punter ended up being like almost the MVP of that game. I mean, he was dropping bombs, and 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 the Bears were always digging himself out of a hole simply because he was just dropping inside the
2: ten every single time. I'll tell I, you, I, you, you talk about punters. That Tennessee Titans punter's a hell of a oh, he's
4: the real deal. He's the real
2: deal. Man, yeah, we,
1: have a, we have a weapon with the Eagles. Yeah. Constance. We just use them too much. Well, it's, that's the problem. Right. If you're, const- <laughs> if you're punting every single possession, then it, it gets overkill. So I, I'm curious. Let's look at this real quick.
2: Yeah, when your punter has to ice his leg during the game, you might have an issue.
1: Right. If he's on the sidelines with the oxygen mask. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. So. If you just look at the standings right now and and knowing that Green Bay is pretty much, even if you believe Chicago is a good football team, and I think good is probably an apt adjective here. But even if you believe this, and we've got some injury news for Tampa again, I mean, Chris Godwin just cannot catch a break. He is catching one literally, but he cannot catch a break metaphorically. If you look at the standings right now, and it's the middle alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, Eitan Shander, we're live, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. And of course, Sports Map Radio, all Sports Map Radio platforms. The playoff scenario could easily play out right now where the Philadelphia Eagles are hosting the Chicago Bears again, wild card weekend. Well, remember, the opposite was in Chicago. Yeah, right? that was
2: in Chicago, the double doink, right. right?
1: But that yeah. wasn't Nick Foles in Chicago. Nick Foles was the quarterback here. If it's Nick Foles, leading the Chicago bears into Philadelphia and Carson Wentz is leading the Eagles against Nick Foles. I guarantee you, even if it's just for 45 seconds before they kick off the loudest cheer you will hear all day will be for Nick Foles.
4: No, there's no question about that. In fact, I I think that um, Carson might catch feelings for that because he will get a standing ovation as he walks into um the Lincoln Financial. You made I mean it the
1: house that Nick built?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> As he passed his statue.
1: <laughs> wow. Is that thing still up?
2: You know, if I if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm taking that statue down. I'm having Mayor Kenny come <laughs> with his crew and take that statue down, the way they took down the Kate Smith statue a couple years ago in the middle of the night.
1: Can you say that? like Like uh who was it, Bush? Who told Mr. Gorbachev, Mr.
2: Take Gorbachev, wall, tear Reagan. down that wall? Yeah, that was Reagan, wasn't it? What happened? A-Time?
1: No, because my computer's about to die, Gosh. so you know the thing fell out. Yeah, I, well, I think you know what I think it was. Reagan. It
2: was Reagan. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev. Yeah, tear down that wall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably. I mean, can we say that now? To who would it be, Mr. Lurie? <laughs> take down, you got to do it in your Jerry.
2: No, I can't. We can't We can't cross the streams of Ron Reagan oh, and goodness. Jerry Jones.
1: Miss, Mr. Jeff Lurie, <laughs> right. okay. take down that wall.
4: Say it like Jordan,
1: Then <laughs>
4: Who? <laughs> Say it like Jordan, since we were talking Jordan? about Jordan and LeBron.
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I, Michael Jordan doesn't really have an accent, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, I mean, that's, it's hard to do a, a – who – Scotty has like a really deep voice. I mean, who who had a notable tone? Dennis Rodman doesn't have, you know, any. Disc- yeah, Bill uh, Dennis Rodman. Hey, yeah, okay. Doing? That's good. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has the raspy, smoky quality to his voice. Hey. I mean, Bill Weddington, none of these guys had any type of voice quality.
2: Yeah, Scotty oh, Pippen had a, a definitely a low voice, man. Like, he's he very recognizable. Voice. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's from Arkansas, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All yeah, right. But yeah, the worm, yeah, he definitely had those.
4: Yeah, uh, Carmen Electra. We had to go on a bend down in uh Vegas, me yeah,
1: and that's Carmen. good job right there. I mean, it's uh, not
2: bad, uh, but you need a ring in your lip. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> that adds a little bit. You'd be surprised. And caked on makeup.
2: Effected. Yeah.
4: And caked on makeup with that earring in your lip. Well, I guess it's a lip ring in your lip, <laughs> not an earring. Right. right.
1: Check this out, fellas. Before we break and wrap the hour, Demarcus Lawrence – is calling out the team now so we've gone from jerry jones saying don't worry shut up there's no leadership void to i guess demarcus lawrence trying to fill that calling out teammates we also as i mentioned have news with the bucks now the bucks have a a pretty big line cover 10 and a half points as it sits right now monday night in new york taking on the giants and it looks like chris godwin is going to be out for the foreseeable future. This has been a major problem for the Bucks, just getting consistency on offense. Yet they still sit at five and two, which which isn't bad at all. But I mean, we'll see what the Saints do as far as you know, evening that up.
2: Well, that takes away your Mike Evans trade fantasy, probably. Absolutely. It probably takes that off the table. But do you know, the the two New York football teams are a combined over thirty point underdogs this week. Because the Jets are a 20-and-a-half-point underdog the last time I checked. Well, I
1: think that's actually dropped to 19.
2: Has it? Because it opened, they'd opened over 20.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I was hoping, at least by today, we would still have that up there as a 20-point dog to talk about. Now, I have in front of me, funny that you bring that up, The that's at 19 right now. The biggest spreads yeah. that ever be put out
2: there. That's and the eighth-highest one, I believe.
1: And a lot of these, they just don't cover. It's yeah. really tough to beat a team by three touchdowns. We see it a lot, but then we, you know we we try to figure this thing out. All right, we'll move forward. Wrap the hour next. You're listening to the Middle. You can catch us, of course, PhillyVoice.com/slash The
0: Middle and on Sports map Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
1: All right, we're back here in two minutes. Two minutes, Uh, I'm gonna do an exergen. I believe we're in week eight already. Yeah, man. This is insane how fast. It really is crazy how fast this moves. Like halfway through. Crazy.
4: Now, this Thursday night game probably even worse than the Eagles Thursday night game.
2: What is it? uh, I think Carolina. Carolina. Roll them. Atlanta, Carolina? Yeah. Oh, I'm watching it because Matt Rule. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're gonna roll them. I hope so.
1: They've been um they've been really good covering Shane. Mm-hmm.
2: You know Dallas is 0 7 ATS this yep. year.
1: It's amazing. hmm And they'll lose again.
4: Two bad losses at home, man. Mm. What's that? Yeah, too bad. That's crazy. Two bad losses at home.
2: Who's that? Dallas.
1: Wow. Wow. wow scotty walden is going to be the next coach at austin p
2: uh the governors the yeah. govs. gov Well, what do you say gov,
5: <laughs> <laughs> you say, gov?
4: Oh, i cannot believe we had this eight o'clock game but i hate eight o'clock games bro yeah, they suck. I mean, it's, it's a late, late night. Let's get home at 2 o'clock yeah. in the morning.
1: Uh, for what? For Sunday night football?
2: Yep. I got to be honest. I don't even watch them. Like, I will DVR it, and I'll get up at 530, like I normally do, and I'll start watching the Eagles, and I'll be done by 7 o'clock.
6: Weekday wow. mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern. Wow.
2: That's, pretty, uh,
6: that's pretty
1: ridiculous.
7: Listening to the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network.
6: Presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Temperatures vary throughout the day, so taking your
1: temperature just in the morning isn't enough. Make it a new family habit to take your temperature with the exogen temporal scanner before dinner and in the morning. It's the number one thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors. And nurses, we have to get to this story coming up in probably the second hour. Maybe we'll open up at the top coming up in about two and a half minutes with this New Jersey voted the most hated state in the nation. And only one of us currently resides in South Jersey. But of course, you're not from South Jersey, Barrett. So I don't know if you can claim not necessarily claim the area, but claim all the negativity that. I mean, I, I Bro, you, you're talking
4: about the most ta- probably one of the top highest tax states in the world. Yeah. You know, my my house is, I mean, I I I stay in a nice size. and I mean, not even nice. It's a, you know, a decent house. And my tax is like 20 grand a year. What? Pay my house off and I'm still paying taxes. Wow. So, yeah. you got to get
1: out. Is that the reason why now people inside the state aren't going to vote for their own state as the most hated, are they? I absolutely would. I
4: mean, I would well, hate it, but I hate—I I like the taxes. I mean,
2: I don't insurance. like Pennsylvania.
1: Right. But would I, you vote Pennsylvania as the worst state in the nation?
2: Well, it's the one I know the best. <laughs> you know, that's I mean, stupid. I've lived in a couple of play. other states, but I've, been, I've lived most of my life in, in Pennsylvania, and I'm not a big fan. You can't go left either. You can't go left. You got a jug handle left every, everywhere you go. Well, that's true. Yeah.
1: All right, so we'll we'll have to examine that yeah. coming up because I'm curious what the actual criteria was for the people who voted, especially if you would vote inside your own state. Now, I also have to say in this final minute before we take a break from the network, but we'll continue to be live, phillyvoice.com slash the middle, I will watch today on the dog walk where I have an hour. Mm-hmm. I will watch The Undoing, episode one of The Undoing. Have Oh, you the HBO show? Have you even watched it yet? No. The Undoing. I no.
2: <laughs> I haven't. Now, you're going to watch that on your phone. I love watching stuff on the phone.
1: Do you really? Yeah, because I can go for like an hour walk with the dog. We do like four miles or so, and I get a little exercise. The dog gets some exercise, and I don't sit there, and, ha- and I'm stuck with my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't be thinking to myself?
2: No, no, that, that's bad. That's a bad spot for you. I need a distraction, yeah. Yeah,
1: by the way, I like your hat. Oh, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we found it in the box of my old grandfather's stuff, so I'll be rocking this now. All right, so we've got now, do you have this New Jersey thing up?
2: Yeah, I do. All right.
1: Now, what, what exactly is because I'm looking at the nj.com piece, so you might have something as well this online report i I got this from north jersey.com so i don't Mm -hmm. know post piece has anything else but bestlifeonline.com
2: yeah that's who did it
1: right they ran it
2: right and according to them only 28 percent of new jersey's population has quote unquote state pride and it is loathed by most people by most by people in new york pennsylvania and connecticut
1: well isn't that interesting that that people around New Jersey have ganged up <laughs> to label New Jersey as the most hated. Thing. Yes,
4: <laughs> right? Yeah, but I think everybody had more pride than the people in Texas. And lo and behold, I look down.
2: Yeah, they're I one of the, the most. Yeah, yeah.
5: Well, Texas
1: okay. is number two. Why? Oh, let's look at this. the The list, the ten at least. That's really what I think would speak volumes here. Number one is New Jersey. Then mm-hmm. it's Texas. Then California. Mm-hmm. Then Oklahoma. And then Florida. Michigan, Kentucky, Indiana, Alabama, Alabama and Kansas. How do you
2: hate Florida? Well right, understand
1: okay but I think Florida is hated because all of the Florida man and just the the most ridiculous stories in the country always come out of Florida and mm-hmm. I think there is just this general assumption that everybody in Florida is a bunch of idiots and doing stupid <laughs> stuff. I, I think of Florida. That. I think old people.
4: That's what I think Florida. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. But the then I, you look yeah. at Oklahoma. I would hate to be in Oklahoma. All yeah, that me too. Dirt, that's, that's the only thing. There's red dirt and the thunder.
2: Well, yeah, and tornadoes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
4: That's serious. Yeah. Kansas is the same way. Kansas.
2: Yeah. Uh, Do you I think was in three tornadoes. Point? Four tornadoes.
1: Well, yeah. Well, Kansas is in, in this top 10. Yeah. yeah. It's 10. Uh,
2: sorry. I mean, do, do do you think Alabama's in there because of the football team and how hated they might be, you know, around the country? No, they
4: they're, they're there for things
2: worse than hating football. Yeah,
4: <laughs> <Nobody> <laughs> my kind kids can't, kids can't kids go down the there. <laughs> 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 my kind, hey, you go back up north, you Northerners. Yeah, that's why that's why Alabama's there.
2: Alabama hates the fact they
4: hate so much. You I know? thought yeah. that
2: would be Mississippi more than Alabama.
4: All the same. They spelled the same to me. Alabama, Mississippi, it <laughs> spelled the same to me, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, is I I just don't get where the specific criteria is. I just see this leaves it up to like maybe it's jealousy. Why, why would people in New York or Philadelphia or PA technically be jealous of New Jersey because of the shore? And that you know, might be it. Jersey, Jersey that that's probably right there, Jersey Shore. Yeah, of, Jeff Bruder on the stream makes a good point. Philly people drive to New Jersey every weekend. Mm-hmm. They're yep. responsible for populating the southern part of that state for six months a year.
2: Well, they drive through New Jersey to get to the shore.
1: Oh, is that it? I don't think
2: they consider the shore New Jersey.
1: Is this like the moon gas station? Where right.
2: Like once I'm in Avalon, I don't think I'm in New Jersey. I'm yeah. in Avalon,
1: <laughs> but I have to go
2: back through New Jersey to get back home.
1: You're on a different planet. Exactly.
2: It it's like D.C., huh? Yeah. It's like Washington, D.C. Yeah. It's an all separate place, right? Right. right. <laughs> I'm not going to D.C. I'm going to Georgetown, <laughs> right? That's fair. And even the Georgetown is considered
1: uh, – think about it, as big of a bubble as D.C. as Georgetown is considered its own bubble inside that bubble. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I mean th- there is a lot of validity to that. Maybe there are people who are so completely removed from geography that when voting on this, it's like, well, I hate New Jersey. And then, you know, the wife steps in and is like, Tom, we go there. Every, we own a shore house. Mm-hmm. Hate New all Jersey? Right. I hate all the, all the
4: Jersey except for the shore. <laughs> well, I know why PA, PA helps, hates uh, more Jersey people. Because um when you drive over, our gas is a lot cheaper. I'll say that mm-hmm. way cheaper, but I also have to pump it. Right, right. You don't have to pump it too. But also you, you got to look at, they sell alcohol on sunday
1: you don't yeah, like they to do here too yeah that changed it's yeah. one of the old archaic laws in this state of okay. pennsylvania that's been changed recently but there used to be a time when you could not where you had right. to buy your beer and liquor on a saturday mm-hmm. knowing that you couldn't get in on a sunday that was terrible i i don't know new jersey like texas for example isn't texas is an easy one i, I think a lot of people just hate texas Right, they, just there are multiple different reasons why it's a big outlandish state, mm-hmm. and much like some people hate the politics of Texas, other people hate the politics of California. Right. So I think that it encompasses so many different people, is specialized, especially I should say, in a polarized state of a nation that we live in. But outside of that, like. The food is pretty good in Texas.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You can get really good food in Cali, depending on it's a huge state. I don't know why these like what criteria would draw people in to hate a state like California or or Texas outside of of that those points. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the criteria is, really. I'm trying to find it here in this in this article.
1: It doesn't I really. Make much sense. Yeah. No,
2: it doesn't. And that's the thing about these stupid things. These are just for guys like us to talk about. And then they you really, well, how did they come to that determination? U.S.
1: Census Bureau statistics on population increases or decreases within each of the 50 states. The analysts then looked at the results of a 2014 Gallup poll that asked each state's residents whether they believed theirs was the best place to live or at least, quote, one of the best. And they also incorporate some more data. So we'll continue this as we're joined by the network now. <laughs>
6: This is a GAO Media property in partnership with Jacob Media.
7: And you, my friend, are caught on the middle. The Middle starts now on the SportsMap Radio Network.
6: Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. We've got a busy you know second hour here on The Middle. billyvoicecom slash the middle at Harry
1: Mays to you at the Brooks 72NBCS and at Shander Show for me. Ron Culver on a Tuesday is going to bring us fake news at 1225 Eastern, 1240 Eastern. We have a nice little treat for you as one of our own Philadelphia Eagles linebacker, Alex Singleton. Now, Harry and I had a chance to talk with Alex when he was uh, initially drafted, and this is a couple of years ago. So it's going to be awesome now to incorporate what Alex has done, and also have if you thought the behind-the-scenes buddy-buddy combo between Barrett and Newey was something, wait until you hear a couple of players, one former, one current, just hijack the interview. Oh yeah! <laughs> so we've got Alex coming up at twelve forty, and. We kind of hit this a little bit in the break about the most hated states in the union and New Jersey is up there at number one above Texas, above California, respectively, two and three. You've got Florida, Alabama in there, even Kansas where Barrett Brooks spent a couple of years going to college at K state. So these states, as we're trying to determine the criteria, They've even created the opposite of it and found the least hated state in the country. Now, yes. do either of you want to take a shot at or do you know this all? Yes, I do. All right. So, Barrett, why don't you take a shot at what the least hated state in the country is? As we know now, New Jersey is number one. The least hated state, least. Hmm. what it be it'd no. be a state that you wouldn't even think of, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. If we can even give a clue without, I don't know what other. not really I a
2: football think. state.
1: No, Maine? no, no, not, not a, a bad, bad guess. guess. Not a bad guess. Yeah. You're on the opposite side, but the right uh, longitude, right? Yes. Oregon. No,
2: Close.
1: Idaho. Idaho. I yeah. They don't have a great football team, but their nickname is pretty cool.
2: The Vandals. Yeah. Yeah
1: idaho who the hell idaho
2: no How does the Utah. potatoes come from there
1: <laughs> you see what you say <laughs> idaho no Utah. <laughs> it's been that kind of day yes sports map radio philly slash
0: the middle keep it here the philosophy of guys my work as an attorney is number one that we are in place of a position of trust and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
2: Uh, wow, we have breaking news. Oh, we got to do this during the, uh, the segment. Uh,
1: save it, save it, save it. Save it. Mm-hmm. Sky betting and gaming.
4: You know, I am going to say this, though. Remember Deshaun Hall. He is going to ball for the Jets. Watch what yeah. I tell you. He'll have in the last.
2: He's a lineman, games, isn't he?
4: Yeah. Defensive yeah. yeah. I can almost guarantee he'll have six sacks this year if they let him play. Is that right? Yeah, in the last eight games.
2: I remember him playing pretty well when he was here.
4: He was balling when he first got here. But yeah. They, they they wanted to play uh and, and I mean it turned out being good, but they wanted to play sweat mm-hmm. instead. But the Sean Hall is a monster. Texas AM. I remember when he came out, I um I uh, actually broadcast the Texas A M game. They played Arizona State.
5: Mm-hmm. And
4: he was on the opposite side of the kid from um Cleveland. And he was Miles Garrett. The, yeah, Miles Garrett. Yeah. Him and Miles Garrett played together.
2: Wow. Wow,
1: that's uh, interesting, interesting. Okay, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. <laughs> I got to pay, man. Oh, damn, I got to pay that.
2: Give me your thoughts, there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah go
8: ahead.
1: <laughs> it says, like, something for 60 seconds. Hey, your thoughts. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I got to pay my boat fees the next, next year oh geez. what yeah. for next year like where's the boat it's in Wildwood a place called oh, Spooner okay. Island in Wildwood
1: okay here we go
7: This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network,
6: presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
1: So, breaking news, and Harry broke it, but didn't tell us, in mm-hmm. and purposely wanted to wait until we came back on the program. So, fire away, my friend.
2: All right. Well, I just got alerted this uh, from OB uh, from New Jersey. Tweeted it. It's a Field Yates tweet, okay? Okay. From so ESPN.
1: Breaking news.
2: No, no, he just add, added to it, which I'll I'll give you. Uh, Field Yates says this will be incredible. College game day will take place live from Augusta National Golf Club at the Masters on Saturday, November the fourteenth.
1: What game are they going to be previewing?
2: Well, they preview all the games, but they're doing it from Augusta National during the Masters.
1: Uh, okay, I
2: thought you to say New York. You give me a uh, okay. Well, what?
1: Yeah, because I don't want leak core. I as a fan of the Masters, as a fan of what the PGA is doing, I, I feel like this is this is kind of like LCDing golf coverage. <laughs>
2: Like first of think- all, Lee Corso is going to be at home. He does it from his house. Good. He's not Good. even with them in the stadiums Good. Any- anymore. From
1: away from Augusta. What do you got against Lee? I'm out on Lee Corso putting a head on on himself. All right.
4: Well, he wouldn't do that. He put on those. Right. What
1: are the problems? You called? want me to do that? Hold on a second. All right. You want me to do
4: that? Oh, geez. Here we go. <laughs> do you uh? Do you have the um? Do you, do you have those golfing pants?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got the gritties winning this weekend i got the gritties yeah college football baby i got the gritties winning this weekend
2: it's hey, pretty good oh my goodness that's not bad Time. come
1: on if lee corso comes out yeah with a bryson dechambeau head mm-hmm. or uh john rom head I, yeah I'd that's a big head up. As a golf theorist, are you on? Are you you back this? I just I thought you would be out on this more so than anybody.
2: No, no, no. I'm not that much of a you know, a stick in the mud, kind of traditionalist. This is this is kind of cool. This is never gonna happen again because you know you're never gonna have the masters, you know, p- take place during football season. It's a, it's a unique setting. I can't wait to see where they're gonna do it. Uh, O.B. adds in that uh, Harry Mays TU will have the Sears Tower of Boners. He's absolutely right. <laughs> well, maybe we can do the show from there.
1: Do we have the the access?
2: Oh, they're not going to let cafe? us in there on their short notice. Maybe for next April.
1: Is that it, next April? Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'd love to go down there and do that. They have a media a radio row kind of situation. Although, I don't know. What happens to radio rows now with this whole COVID thing? Do you think we'll have a Super Bowl radio row this year, a time? No,
1: I, I don't think so at all. Um, To be honest, I, I think it's probably going to be spaced out, and they may try and do stuff outside, although that'll be pretty difficult. I, okay, so real quick, though. I, I don't want to miss this piece of all right. here. So as far as – and, Barrett, you've worked for ESPN, the, the college sets, and – done games and traveled and all. And where is this just to like, what is the end game here? Is it to combine two things? Like, is this the new ketchup and mustard in the same bottle thing? Like, why are, why are they doing this? Well, maybe if I knew why
2: the masters too, for Thursday, Friday, I believe. And maybe even in the early on the weekends, I don't know, but it's, they they definitely have the broadcast.
4: Well, it's just like you said, how it's about clicks. Remember when you said that uh, you know, the when you when you added LeBron's name, it made you click it. Mm-hmm. Or the same thing with the master, it just brings more clicks to the to, to college game day number one. So it, it's kind of marrying two different crowds together. That's right. what it is. you know. And,
2: right. and I think if you didn't have COVID where which limited the fan involvement of college game day, you know, during the broadcast and all that, they probably wouldn't be doing this. Like if they were able to go to you know, Auburn, you know, Jordan Hare for whatever game that weekend and have fans around the thing, they'd probably go there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, Aton, you're not buying that.
1: No, I, I think, I think you're onto it. I, and I, I guess I, I understand why now they're doing it to add more eyes to the set, but I look at the masters individually and I look at college football individually and I'm thinking, are either of these really in need Of a boost. I know ratings have been down across the board for everything Mm -hmm. because people are moving away from television and we don't have a concrete method of gauging how many people, like myself and others, are watching on apps and stuff. But that aside, this is the Masters. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like even with an up and down, inconsistent Tiger who's most likely not even going to make the cut, you didn't need This, I I don't know. I guess initially my first initial thought was, you know, Lee Corso putting on some Shambo head. And all of a sudden this becomes Caddyshack too. And I'm just waiting for, you know, the ice
2: hockey. (laughs) That's a a great visual. But I I just thought of something now as a result of you bringing this up. Since they're doing it from like nine in the morning until noon, there will be players on the golf course because they're running with limited daylight Ah. at this time of year. So they're going to have to make sure they get this in by 5, 530 or it gets dark, right? So they're going to have to have them so far away from the actual golf course. There's like a par three course there. Or they may maybe stick them down there because Desmond Howard doesn't stop cackling for three hours. He is a laugh machine. He's like a laugh track for three hours and he's very loud and that would disturb Bryson on the tee. That is, you have to be that quiet. They want it. I can't golf and it be quiet
4: because it makes me think about what I'm about to do. And I and I overthink everything. I need noise.
3: Not so these, you need uh, to be
2: at the 16th hole out in uh, Scottsdale every time right. where there's like a stadium of crazy right. drunken people Come going on. bananas.
3: Come on. You- yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go a little louder. A little louder.
2: Jackass.
1: <laughs> Boy, this, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. I am I'm, I'm going to watch a little bit of it, but now you actually bring up an interesting logistical problem here. And could you imagine – Well, it would be Bryson. Of all people, it would be Bryson because Mm -hmm. he is just so idiosyncratic, right, Harry, about every little thing he does. You could tell that he's very sheltered, not like how he was raised, but just as far as like how he interacts with people and and how little things need to be like uh, any little adjustment or anything around him. And and it
2: could throw him off.
1: Exactly. It's not like I, I don't know who the opposite would be there, but it's not like the opposite personality. So, on top of that, he's the odds-on favorite. Mm-hmm. So, if Bryson is out there and you hear this cackling and all of this eruption coming from the set,
2: could he physically go over, or do you think it would be something after the fact? Oh, you mean he's going to go walk up on the set and start, you know, woofing on these guys? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, or no, maybe he crashes awesome. the party and says, you know, in, in, initially it was, like,
1: to rip him, but then he crashes the party and it becomes, like, this huge... Just cross thing with ESPN.
4: Well, you know what? I'm gonna tell you the truth, man. It, 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 he wouldn't do that with, with Des. He he's not having. I'm telling you right now. I played with him in Detroit, mm-hmm. and you see that smile and that cat all that stuff. When he's is game day. Oh my goodness, he was a monster, man. He 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 changed the script. All that laughing and stuff went out the door when it was time for him to perform. He might whoop him, bro. <laughs> it might be his last hole of the day.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine a fight? Bryson's caddy. we out got an ESPN producer for college game day. <laughs> we told you to shut up.
2: <laughs> and maybe they bring Jerry Jones in. Will you shut up?
1: Right. Come on.
2: Hey, Come on. Desmond, will you shut the hell up?
1: I'm taking the gritties. I'm taking the gritties this week. The gritties, they got it against Bernou. We told you Bernou wasn't coming. The the week. I'm
2: going with the gritties. I'm telling you, man, you know, Corso, he's going to have to retire at some point. And maybe Aton has got that next gig. All I yeah. do is just put on those heads. Yeah. I mean, what's his- g- <laughs> he gives no analysis.
4: That's all he does is just put the head. Everybody can't wait for that. Can you? He's got it made, bro. He does. He, he
5: does.
2: That the best pregame show out. Well, it it probably still is, but I got to be honest. Like they, they got great content, and a lot of times I can't hear what they're saying because Desmond is laughing over what they're saying. <laughs> Real the producer
1: there that he's such a. Why is he doing watch this? it? Watch the show. I haven't watched it in a while. That's all. How's the producer? He has more. He has more of a, of
4: a of a of a analysis than most of the guys up there. He gets deep into his
2: analysis. Oh, his analysis is good. Yeah, I'm not saying that. It's just like when Pollock is talking, or Herb Street's talking, or Reese Davis, who I think is fantastic. Oh, Reese is um, great. He's great. He's just over there laughing, and I can't hear it. Now you got to cut his mic. Shelton
1: on the stream says he's with Shander. I don't want game day to overshadow the masters. Now, do you think that that is another point here? Do you think it will overshadow the actual masters and people will be watching focus on who Alabama's playing versus yes. what weekend is that? That's it's November uh, 11th, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So
2: we'll, we'll find out. I'm sure there's some really good games, November 11th, right? All right. Well, we'll check, but I, nothing is going to overshadow the masters. I don't know. Man. Are I you kidding know. me? You
4: get them Alabamas and those, uh, you know, Mississippians, <laughs> you never know.
1: <laughs> right. You just need something away from that type of matchup. Now, week 11 coming up on, I'm trying to figure out, like, yeah. Be week 12, I think we're looking at something like that where you would have a complete different. Yeah, okay, so November 5th right now, Friday, November 6th, that's heading into – Week eleven, it looks like.
5: Mm -hmm.
1: So, well, the Masters starts what Friday, Thursday, the twelfth. Thursday. Okay. So, good news is that you don't have anything to worry about Thursday and Friday. You're just Boise State and Cincinnati, respectively. But those are night games. Now, fair to the schedule, there really isn't like the first big game you have is Wisconsin, Michigan. And, and
2: Wisconsin has no quarterbacks. They all have COVID.
1: Well, that this is in f- four weeks. or three. No, it's in two weeks. Is it really two weeks? weeks? Yeah. Oh, geez, you're right. Yeah. Okay, so maybe somebody's back. Probably not at that point. But Ohio State's playing a laugher with Maryland. Notre yeah. Dame's playing a laugher with BC. Georgia's taking on Mizzou. Tennessee is hosting A&M. We're going to yeah. get rolled They're in rolled. Knoxville. So you've got that Wisconsin-Michigan game. Florida hanging on to some relevance. We'll, we'll take on a battered Arkansas team. Miami's at vatech They just got knocked out of the top 25, Vot Tech. Oregon's taking on uh, Washington State, North Carolina, Wake Forest. So all of these games, even Penn State, Nebraska. Those no, games State, aren't Virginia. big
2: games. No, that's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah. None of these games are big games. And the only top two, Alabama, <laughs> is taking on LSU.
2: Oh, and- that, now that's a big game. Okay, well, that's that six game.
1: o'clock Eastern,
2: though. Yeah, right. That's when it, under the lights.
1: LSU might have three losses at that point.
2: Yeah, it could. Yeah, it's so, still a big game, though. It's a
1: big game for a college honk like you. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy to sell, I think, like it used to be. So, right. really, co- this actually helps your point, guys. That there isn't a big distraction from college.
2: Right, and All if right. it was, if that game was played in the afternoon, Alabama. LSU. I would just be like Tim Brando and put on my second television and put the, you know, the college game on a small TV and the masters on the big TV. Fair enough.
1: We got to take a quick break. Fake news next. We'll explain all that coming
0: up. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
1: All right, so we're back now in two. should have broke a little earlier, but it's fine. We'll make it work.
2: Now how long is this segment?
1: We break we have a hard break at 36
2: and then we come back with Alex. Correct. Okay.
1: Correct. So I think we broke it like 24, we should be back in about a minute or so. 24, 27, I think 40, we're back. So, I mean ideally we should be back for for this segment since there's three of us ideally we should be back by like if we break by 22 then we're back by 25 Mm -hmm. and that gives us like a full 11 minutes to play with this segment and then if it's you know if it runs its course then we have a couple minutes to you know kind of reset as opposed to just blasting it but it's fine i mean it moves quick moves quick um Right, I'm putting the tweet out real quick. Hopefully, Alex is good on the stream, man. Verify. Yeah, okay. Here we go. Just making sure. Just making sure. Should be good in like uh, 20 seconds. 20.
2: This is me. flying by today.
1: Seriously. It really is. Oh, He
3: couldn't fly with the suit because he lost the instruction manual. But he was able to solve a crime within an hour.
8: If you do get a super suit from an alien being, don't lose the instruction manual. It's very, very important. Keep it in the drawer where you keep all the other instruction manuals, like for your kitchen aid.
6: Wake up call with Tony B. and Ron Culver. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 Eastern.
8: (laughs)
7: you're listening to the middle on the sports map radio network
6: presented by rocket mortgage
7: live from the o'reilly auto parts studios here's Aton shander barrett brooks and harry mays
1: all right so we'll get some imaging for this because we had to adjust it's like the fifth time we've had to adjust this but we will we'll have it Basically, here's the thing. Ron Culver has three stories. One of those stories is fake. So it's up to the three of us to determine which one of them is fake. And because it would take forever for us to come to a consensus, we'll each have a choice and we'll each have a pick. And then we'll determine, I don't know, in a couple of months who the winner is. So, Ron, have at it. It's
3: all yours. All right. You guys all ready? Yes, sir. Remember, two of these stories are real. One is fake. Story number one. Yodeling concert in Switzerland, blamed for worst COVID 19 supercluster in Europe.
2: <laughs> so it was a super spreader event.
1: Yeah, sure. Not <laughs> a super soaker. No. Not super stoker. It, it might be with a yodel. You know, it's hard because stuff might be coming out of your mouth as you yodel. I just think of a yodel like those treats. That's oh, Those thing. are great. Drakes. Amazing. Weren't they Drakes? Yeah, yeah. The Drake's cake. All right, so the yodel championship,
3: and this Mm -hmm. was a championship, right? No, it was just a concert, a yodeling concert. Oh, Mm -hmm. a
1: concert. I thought it was a competition. No,
3: a yodeling concert in Switzerland is being blamed for the worst COVID-19 outbreak in Europe. Okay, Okay.
1: so story one is the yodeling. Any questions at all? Mm -hmm.
2: No.
3: Okay, so we've got the yodel number one. All right, story number two. An English soccer team. Held they name our stadium contest, and the winner chosen by the people was Billy.
2: Billy? What? Billy?
3: Billy. Like, first name Billy? Like, short yeah. for William Billy? Like, like short for Billy.
2: The name of the stadium is Billy.
3: Yeah, that was the name the people chose. Now, was this
1: like, hey, let's name our stadium, meaning it, it has to have a, a name to it well, you know, like naming you know, like, okay, rights?
3: Like, you remember, think back when Seattle was naming their hockey team the crack mm-hmm. and then they had all those choices right that people came up with and the they, totems yeah, this is the same I think was thing one where, you know an English soccer team uh, decided to let the people voice their right and or voice their opinion and name their soccer team and the winner chosen was Billy
2: mm. okay
3: like the Washington football team
2: mm-hmm. yeah. the whiffs
1: I, I think we actually found a worse name than the Washington football team Barrett <laughs> <laughs> The Billy. All right. Well, imagine going to the stadium and it's just Billy. Yeah. Up there. I just think of some cartoon kid, some fat cartoon kid who's smiling. <laughs> I don't know. Just.
3: All right. So that's number two. <laughs> and finally, story number three for a third straight year, KFC and Walmart have collaborated again to bring you that annual tradition of having a KFC scented log to burn in your fireplace this holiday season.
2: Oh, wow. That's a game. changer. That's got to be true.
1: Think I want that, that to be true. Can you? Would you rather have, like, would you like to have your house smell like KFC the whole with, time? Yeah, Wouldn't with that KFC. Like at KFC though.
2: KFC wafting through through your rooms or your house—that's awesome. That yeah, sounds immaculately <laughs> delicious,
1: and you wouldn't just jet to the next to the closest KFC. Like, think well, about how much KFC I'll be a KFC
4: at one. No, since we get out at one ten, I'll be a KFC at one twenty.
2: Now I'm more of a Popeyes guy, though. I have to. I have to be honest.
4: So no,
3: you'd Walmart rather burn a Popeyes. With Popeyes? Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. We don't have a Popeyes log to burn. I'm a I'm so a church's have, guy. Uh, though.
3: You would have a log just burning of the uh, original eleven herbs and spices. Mm. Probably okay. one of like two-hour, three-hour type blogs. All
1: right, now let's let's walk through this here. We've got the yodeling concert mm-hmm. that apparently was the one of the largest spreaders of COVID.
2: It was the largest. La- I think he said in
1: Denmark or Amsterdam, Switzerland, Switzerland. Okay, where everyone's neutral. Exact Yes, except for your <laughs> test. The test did not come back neutral. We then have story two, which was.
3: Remind us, Ron. Story
1: the three. Billy story. The
3: soccer team Billy. Named, uh, put it to a poll for their fans to name their new soccer stadium, and they came up with Billy.
1: Billy, Billy. All right. And then Billy. story three, of course, is the most believable on the surface. And just to let you know, Ron doesn't throw gimmies out there. Mm-hmm. You have to put everything, Harry. That four-foot right. four putt, he's going to make you in this segment. So okay. just because it seems obvious and it might be something that has happened in the past, doesn't mean that it's been resurfaced or brought back in this case hmm.
4: so Raona, how the hell do you do you get stuff like this what what, what are you doing at home that you find stuff like this I, talk I, I
3: got my secrets and i don't do it i do it here. <laughs> yeah he's, he's got a, 50 of these a day I, because they, this th- is this is in the morning show here's the deal and you guys need to learn this sooner or later i don't listen to your show no no <laughs> right he no he does not no, you don't even listen to the Jim Asman show where he's actually I having don't. you do so, and then he's he's in a, he's across the glass from me, right? So, and he's there physically.
2: I'm used to that, a time. I and mean, we, we about the old place, we'd have producers that didn't even have headphones on I'm Like, how, how are you listening to what's going on? <laughs>
1: exactly right. Yeah. And we were in the same building, if you will, right? All right. Who wants it, Barrett Harry? Who wants to take a shot at this first?
2: I, I'm going,
4: I'm gonna take a shot at it. Go ahead. What's the fake story so far? Before? The fake story is. A yodeling concert because for I just can't get past somebody going to a concert where you yodel, like, I just can't get past that. Who the hell does that? So, yes, that
1: has to be the fake story. Maybe that not happened. enough people were there mm. in order for it to be the largest spreader of COVID. <laughs> Maybe it was just like a you know, bottom third level spreader is what you're saying. Okay,
2: Harry, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with Barrett here, but not for the same reason. I think there actually was a yodeling event in switzerland but it wasn't the largest spreader of covid in europe i think that's where the story went false
1: now what is it about story two that you guys are completely moving away from
2: because the, the brits that- the soccer brits are crazy like they'll, yeah. they'll do yeah. stupid stuff like that
1: uh, well i think a crazy i don't always think of stupid those aren't always mutually inclusive right <laughs> No, not yeah. always. Oh,
2: but in this but, case yes. I mean do you remember Well, you don't you probably don't because you weren't around. There was a beer called Billy Beer. Yes, I had the ooh. can. I used to collect beer cans when I was a 10-year-old, 12-year-old and it was named after Billy Carter, <laughs> Jim Jimmy Carter's brother.
1: You know oh. how I- let collect beer
2: cans when
1: they're 12. Yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enough beer
2: drinkers. In exactly. A house.
1: Next thing you know, you, you got your own statues made of beer cans. Oh, no, Mom, Mom. I'm just collecting these cans. Yeah. I didn't drink them.
2: <laughs> Instant avenue for an alcoholic at an older age. Just let them collect beer cans when they're nine, ten years old.
1: The Simpsons has the great reference of Billy beer, where Homer is trolling through the closet and finds – I think they're trying to get rid of stuff. And Marge is like, get rid of that Billy beer. And he, uh, he, he cracks open the Billy beer, <laughs> drinks it, and he goes, ah, we elected the wrong Carter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll say story two because I think story three is fake. So I'm going to run with story two.
3: I don't believe the Billy thing. Ron, what's the real story? What's our pardon? What's the fake story? So the fake story of the day. If I told you guys that, you know, if you picture a yodeling concert with those big uh, Ricola, mm-hmm. right? You still wouldn't believe that they that enough people attend a yodeling concert. No, I don't. All right, well, you guys would be wrong. Aton is right. There's no soccer stadium named Bill. Thank you. Oh. the
1: check mark for me right there. What, you guys, look, yeah. this is your not first a, time a, out. So it's i not a
3: blue check mark, but it is a
1: check mark. No, for right. You. not verified, but still. Now, you'll get to know, we'll do this again on Thursday. You'll get to know how Ron's mind works. He's mm-hmm. a very, he's a trickster, he's a devious individual. Yeah. But, the, this but the
3: concert was attended by 600 people and has led to nearly oh, a little bit over about 2,500 cases so far.
4: Wow. wow, man, I, just, I couldn't get past the yodeling part. You know, who the hell goes and listens to yodel?
2: That is a super spreader event.
1: We'll be joined wow. by Eagles linebacker Alex Singleton coming up next. It is
0: the middle sports map radio, philly The philosophy of guys, my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust and that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client, that a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
1: All right. So we'll await Alex popping up here on the stream.
2: We'll just go in order like Aton, me, Barrett, and then right back around. Right.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
2: Unless you want to change the order if you want, but I just want to know what the order is.
1: Right. No, that's fine. We can start. Um, however you want to do it. I, I'll just throw to it. And if, Hold on one sec. Hey Ron, I just texted you real quick. Um, yeah, I got it. Okay, cool. So the he industry. should be joining us on the, the stream, but if for growth. some reason the stream it's isn't down. working, whatever, then at the aviation um, you if- just call him. Yeah, I'll give him a call. All right, awesome. Thanks, buddy. So it's up to you guys. I mean, if if you want, I can throw it, and then Barrett can jump in. You can keep doing it with Harry, then Barrett, and you guys have plenty of time to ask a question at all, mm-hmm. and we'll circle back around as well, so everybody will get.
2: Or do you want to start at a time, then go to Barrett, and then me? That's fine. And then you, and then Barrett, me, why you.
1: I, why don't I welcome him in, and, yeah. and then Barrett, you can ask the, the first question, whatever, you know, wherever yeah. you go with it. Boy, I tell you, man, some people, like, I I get a lot of people's, like, I, I don't know. It's just, the world did not start in 2016. Like, the this, this fake news is an old Stern bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an old, even before he was in Philly, stern bit yeah and it you know this guy tweets like we're using the same term that has been coined by this it's like no this is something that has became popular recently but not the world did not begin four years ago I get right. to, it to uh, T Watson All right, here we go we uh, still waiting on Alex so we'll just keep going and, until we see him Billy Beer not Billy Mays
7: Great pitch, man, Billy Mays. This is the Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network,
6: presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. All
1: right, so we await Eagles linebacker Alex Singleton. I'll read you the quote from Demarcus Lawrence. Actually, I stand corrected. As Alex is with us right now look at that hold on one second as we'll get rid of this little backdrop for you Alex what's happening man good to see you good to hear from you congrats on all your success as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles what is up uh thanks for having me and I appreciate it yeah real quick I don't know if you don't remember but we of course do Myself and Harry were joined, of course, now on the show by Barrett Brooks, former Eagle, former uh, Steeler. Sorry, uh, won a Super Bowl and now with NBC Sports Network, of course. So we had the pleasure of chatting with you right after the draft as you were just a new member of the Eagles. and, And we could just tell this level of excitement that you had about becoming a member of the Birds, And now I imagine it's probably multiplied by a million.
9: Yeah, uh, yeah, the energy—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's definitely up there. Uh, you know, we're—we're we're excited. You know, obviously, this week alone brings even more excitement uh, to the team. Uh, obviously, Dallas week and Sunday night football, and then, yeah, you know, I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm on cloud nine, cloud nine, and I'm just just still rolling. Well,
4: Alex, and you know, first of all, let me say this—you uh, know, we do the pre and post game show, me and Seth Joiner, and you have been a guy that we've been screaming to get you on the field for the past two years, mm-hmm. just from what you've done in the preseason, you know, the intensity you bring to special teams, but it's now starting to um, reflect its way on the defensive side of the ball, your instincts, you know, how fast you react, man. Why has it taken so long for you to get there? Number one and number two, I mean, at this point, how are you guys even practicing with the amount of injuries you guys have?
9: Yeah. Uh, one for me, you know, uh, I'm just doing everything I can for this team. Uh, you know, You know, luckily, I think, you know, things have happened that, you know, I'm getting more opportunities and being able to show the player I am and, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities. But, you know, I don't know why, you know, I don't want to play the game of, you know, why it's taking so long or why it hasn't. That's just, you know, I've never, you know, my career has been so full of, you know, of when I'm, you know, just being prepared for when my opportunity comes and being able to take full advantage of that and then letting everything take care of itself. So. I'm going to, you know, just keep riding that train. And hopefully, you know, just every time I step on the field, it's just another reason to not take me off of it. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we're figuring it out. Um, practice wise, uh, we're, I know we're in pads tomorrow, so we're gonna, we're gonna be in them. (laughs) We're gonna, we're gonna get after it. I know sometimes there's a practice squad defensive lineman playing O-line there's, uh, there, there's moving parts, DBs, DBs that are, uh, practicing may, may or not, may, may or may not be receivers. It's, uh, We get it done, though. You know, that's I think that's what's the best part about this team is, you know, no matter who's out there, we're going to we're going to get some work in and we're going to get better on Wednesday.
2: Well, Alex, in a town uh, such as Philly with such a rabid uh, fanatical fan base, what has it been like playing in front of little or no fans thus far?
9: You know, I won't lie. It it kind of sucks. You know, obviously, you know, being in Philly, you know, it's one of the things you want. You want the crowd there. You need you know, you almost you you need that crowd. You know, it kind of. With how the game flows, especially our first few weeks when we had no fans, it was it was the worst thing you could be part of. It just felt funny to be out there, kind of, you know, because you know everyone's at home. You know, this fan base is you know throwing everything at TVs. Some games there might not have been anyone viewing because there were too many broken TVs, but you know, um, (laughs) I think. I think, you know, you know, we miss them. We miss the fans. Uh, you know, we want them back. It is night, man. I will tell you, you would never believe how 5,000 fans make that much of a difference compared to zero. It's, it is truly incredible. So anyone, I know, I know it's tough now. I know they sell tickets in a weird way, but if you can get there, get there. Cause I, every, every single person matters. It, it really does.
1: Alex, I know that you guys don't, especially this early in the season, you get caught up in looking at what's going on with another team or even in the division, it's, such a short quick season where you have to focus on just the next team up but I I wonder if there's just been any not even discussion but maybe reflection about how wide open things are for you guys now knowing that there's some problems clearly and that's probably an understatement in Dallas you guys just beat New York and Washington doesn't look like that same team that took advantage of maybe the first week of you guys earlier in the season and I, I, always right. The definition of success starts with winning the division, but I, I imagine that it's kind of hard to turn away from this division being a little bit more wide open maybe this past weekend than it has been the first couple of weeks.
9: Yeah. You know, I I think, uh you know, it is hard to not look around, you know, especially with our schedule. I mean, obviously everyone in the NFC East, we play all the teams in the NFC West who they're having, a, you know, they're having a pretty good, a pretty good season so far, but you know, it's, like you said what what doesn't matter is you know if you make the playoffs everything else is out the window and so our goal you know every week is to obviously go 1 and 0 and then and then it's to win the division cuz you know i think like everybody knows and you know in sports it doesn't matter it's if you can get in the dance you get to dance so <laughs> so that's i think that's for us is to just remember this is wide open you know we've we've had some games that i think we all know we could have won as a team that we've really shot ourselves in the foot and that we're ready to just, you know, not do that anymore and just take advantage and hopefully, you know, just go one week at a time, uh, take care of Dallas this week and then just be able to continue to, you know, stack up wins. And that's all we're trying to do right now is just get the second win in a row and be able to, you know, say we can win games in a row. And that's you know where we're at right now.
4: Yeah, man, you you guys are uh, are definitely you know pointing in the right direction. You know, you guys had me sweating that Giants game, man. But as you go forward, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at um, you know, you lost a little bit of, of leadership in that in that locker room when you let Malcolm when they let Malcolm go, and you know who are necessarily the guys on offense that you know are stepping up as far as being leaders and defensively and on special teams. You know who has been that that that, that spearhead and getting you guys going uh, you know, throughout the game?
9: Man, you know, I would, I would say first, you know, Brandon Graham, I think, I think he's the unsung, you know, leader, even in the past, you know, he might not have been the vocal guy that was always on, you know, doing the extra stuff, maybe, maybe outside or, you know, that the media always saw, but he's a guy that, you know, if you ever, if you're ever in the facility, he's always there early. And if you just walk in, you know, he's the guy that's having a conversation with every player on the team. He's the guy that goes out of his way to make sure everybody's doing okay. It's taking care of everybody. And then not only that, but also just leading by example. I mean, you see what he's doing this year. I mean, it's special right. what he's been doing on the field. So first and foremost, I would say Brandon Graham. I think, you know, I think Carson is becoming, you know, a true leader on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, it not obviously we don't talk to those guys as much, but, you know, just, you know, seeing what they're doing, uh, what he's able to do, you know, within the circumstances. I think Kelsey as well. You know, my locker's by Kelsey, so we have conversations every day and I feel the same way about him as I do BG. You know, these guys are veterans that have been here for for a long time that really just truly lead by example. And then also, you know, just ask how you are as a person. I think having that and that camaraderie in the room, you know, just makes it, you know, that much tighter of a team. And then you know, like, you know, you asked about special teams. I think our group, you know, I know we're a younger special teams group, but we've all kind of really all played together the last two years. And I think, You know, we're just meshing together and just be, you know, we're just, we enjoy special teams. You know, I think, I think a lot of teams, some teams, you know, even when they get to play offense and defense view it as dang, you know, I'm still playing special teams. We view it as cool. You know, we get to continue to dominate at what we do and then also get to, you know, do more for the team. It's and, okay, man. It's, it's okay.
4: It's, it's, it's okay to say that you're a, you're a leader on that special team, man. Go ahead and say it, man. Strut around a little bit, man. It's infectious, man. You making it happen, bro. I see you as that leader. I was just gonna see if you were gonna say it or not, but yes, well, we I'm, do see you as a leader, man. You're well, testing
1: pretty... him. You're putting him on the spot. He's taking time out of his day to join us. Take him. it, <laughs> take it, baby. Head. Take it.
9: No, I yeah. truly believe though, man. We're it, it's a bunch of playmakers out there. It's fun, you know. We we like I said, you know. I mean, we just we just want to. We go out there and. When we're on the field, man, we just want to bring that energy. Like, you know, without the fans, we think as a special team group, like, man, if we can bring that energy, it's easy for an offensive defense to feel that. But, you know, if you can if you can bring it for one play, they can bring it for a drive. So that's kind of how that's kind of how we've looked at it this season and just kind of want to continue that every single game.
2: All right, Alex, before I ask you about how you guys are viewing this Cowboys team, you said your locker is next to Kelsey's. I got to know. Is that mummer's costume still in his locker? And does he put it on periodically? <laughs> he d- he does not
9: put it on periodically. I will say though, you know, because now we're spaced out, so everyone's got about two or three lockers. Because you know they you know they got to have six feet between everybody. So some right. guys got two, some guys got three. Uh, he's got a lot of clothes, so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen the costume. Maybe I'm, I'll I'll take a peek tomorrow. Now, but you know, I I don't know if it's in there. I haven't I haven't seen any of the sparkle lately.
2: Yeah, we got to know.
1: That's like when Doc had his own Doc had his separate locker that was just Weapon X. Mm -hmm. So he had a a locker that had Dawkins and then next to it was Weapon X and it was, and this was not COVID Alex. (laughs) Yeah, this was just (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, let's let's talk about this Dallas team because if I don't know how much you pay attention to what else is going on in the league, but this team is a mess right now. Uh, this could be a really good time to play the Dallas Cowboys. They might be down to their third string quarterback. We're hearing stories that the locker room may be coming apart. The coaching staff—they're not buying in. How are you guys viewing this team coming up this Sunday night?
9: I will say I think that's the most dangerous team in the NFL because I, I I truly believe you know, and we've we've talked about it this week already. You no, know, a team that. That maybe is looking for an identity that, you know, maybe players wanna have a different identity than the coaching staff. You know, those are those are the teams that I think sometimes you gotta be nervous of, especially in a rivalry game, especially on a Sunday night game. You know, it just takes they have players. Every single guy that's gonna put on a, you know, their uniform this weekend, those are, you know, forty-four or forty-six, however many guys get to dress now. Those are professional athletes. It's not like some high school team is, you know, coming here from Dallas. It's these are the, you know, guys that are, you know, great at what they do and they're hungry. You know, I, you know, as professional athletes, you know, you're embarrassed for what people are saying about you. And, you know, I, I would bet 90% of their locker room doesn't believe, you know, what's being said about them. So, So you know we're we're gonna prepare like you know it's it's the number one team in the league coming into town and we got to take care of business that way and if and if we treat them that way and respect them that way I think we'll be able to you know take care of the game you know be able to get that second win in a row this week and you know go into our bye week feeling feeling pretty good.
1: Alex, I've told these guys a couple of times over that some of the best times in my life was when I was up in Calgary for four months working for Hallmark and got a chance to go all around Alberta, but also stay in Calgary? I I won't ask yes or no. I'll just ask (laughs) simply, what do you miss the most about that city?
9: Man, it's a beautiful city. Uh, You know, Calgary, you know, it has, you know, Banff is right there and Um, there's, there's, I don't, you know, not many places in the world that are, that are better, that are better to just visit than that. I mean, they're also in a foot and a half of snow right now. So, You don't miss that. You're you're trading out one for the other, so you know I'll take I'll take some uh, you know missing missing the Rocky Mountains right next to me for uh, not having the foot and a half of snow outside already in October.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. This is great, great, Alex. Thank you so much. Look, we we just we're so happy to have a chance to sit with you and watch you grow and continue to take advantage of opportunity. You're also playing for our squad, so we love rooting for you and. As Harry said, you've got a big one coming up against Dallas, but so much confidence in what you and the team are doing. And just want to thank you. And maybe real quick, if you can help answer this on the way out, we were talking about this earlier in the show, according to a new poll that's out, and you can talk about a couple of different areas now being in this part of the country and also being a California native, Mm -hmm. New Jersey was voted the most hated state in the country. (laughs) California is number three, just below Texas. Does that surprise you either way?
9: I don't think any of that really surprises me too much. No, I know, you know, you, I, I will say from an outsider, I mean, I guess I don't even really live in Jersey, but a lot of guys do. I, we, the only thing we, we put on Jersey, if you're from California, all you think is Jersey shore. I will, you know, there's no, it's just, it's how we think we're mm-hmm. sorry about it. Now. I'm sorry about it now. Cause I'm, I'm here, but yeah, it's, it's up there. I get why people don't like California. I mean, I,
2: I get that. I mean,
1: Texas is
9: surprising.
1: I don't know why Texas
9: is hated.
2: Yeah, I don't either.
1: I, I think people just assume t- too big and obnoxious. Uh, maybe Dallas. I think Dallas Cowboys. I that. that could be yes. why. That could yes. be exactly why. That could awesome, be it. Alex. Yeah, yeah. That's, so much, that's fair. Man. All the best to you, brother. Good yeah, <laughs> luck. Appreciate it. Yep. Good, Good luck, bro. You. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Me. All right, that's Alex Singleton, Eagles linebacker. We're back. It is The Middle, phillyvoice.com, slash The Middle, and of course, on SportsMap
0: Radio. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one, and they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, The the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that, and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case but also throughout the client's life.
1: That was awesome.
2: Yeah, he's great.
4: God, he's infectious, man. You know, I just tell him yeah. just, you know, a, a lot of people lose, you know, lose that that that, you know, almost like you know fulfillment once they get to the lady. Like, all right, I've made it. Mm-hmm. he's he's taking a whole different viewpoint of it because he's had to he has to work to stay there you mm-hmm. know they, they say all the time that getting to get into the nfl is easy it's it's the staying stay in power yeah. yeah that's that's what that's what's really hard man and and i mean i can attest to that man even though i got drafted in the second round um after year seven it was like i was trying to make the squad every single year after that i was labeled a backup year seven hmm. and from that point on it was tough, man, to stay in the year, stay in the league each year. You know, I'll prove myself. You know, I'm like, damn, you just see what's on tape. You see what I can do. Yeah, and I still got to come back and prove myself. I still got to it out these younger guys. So it's tough, man. And I'm, I'm glad, you know, that he, he, um, he has that type of attitude mentality that's going to keep him going to another level. He'll be in the league a long time, you know, not just because of special teams, but defensively, me and Seth talk about him all the time as far as his instincts and what he does in the game. As soon as they give him a chance to go out there and really play, what does he do? interception takes it to the house you know that's what you that's that's what you want from a guy that's worked as hard as he's worked you
2: know he had the number one grade according to pff uh, among their linebackers last week wow yeah 71.7 on 159 snaps wow thus far this year and high marks as a blitzer in six plays that he's been cut loose he has three quarterback pressures and two hits so he makes it count when he gets a chance
1: here we go that's all you, you gotta, gotta do. do oh whoops uh, that was pharrell sorry uh now but uh, stan van gundy getting the uh, job opportunities pharrell coast to coast with
6: scott pharrell weekdays from love 4 scott PM, pharrell 6 man you
1: know, it's nice getting a little insight into what's
7: going on in the network You're listening to the Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network,
6: presented by Rocket Mortgage.
7: Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays.
1: Now, the one thing—I don't know if you caught this, Harry. What's that? Barrett totally puts Alex Singleton on the spot, asking Absolutely. him if. Alex would out himself as a leader which Mm -hmm. I guarantee you you never even when you were one of the biggest most vocal leaders on a football team if somebody were to ask you that while you were playing come on to to take a phrase right out of Barrett Brooks mouth come on bro (laughs) (laughs)
4: look if you ever asked Malcolm Jenkins that what would he have said
1: well, he's like fifty years old playing in the league for twenty years. <laughs> Singleton's just got yeah. his spot now, right?
2: He didn't come here via Montana State through Calgary, okay? Malcolm Jenkins uh, came the, the you know the normal way,
4: the first round. That normal right. first round, you know, you know. But I mean, that's why I, I I did it the way I did it. You know, made special teams the last one because I mean, I wanted him to know that his his work is is, is really being appreciated, man. Because I mean he when he's out there. He's making plays. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you need somebody to you know give him a little, you know, give him a little. All right. I'm glad to, that a boy. Appreciate that. That a boy. Keep doing what you're doing,
1: bro. You need that sometimes. It's just so funny. Just so <laughs> funny. Yeah, he's just like, come on, badgering him into admitting <laughs> that he's the leader <laughs> on special teams. All right. So we've, we've got a minute. We'll be back tomorrow on a Wednesday edition of the middle as we inch closer to Thursday night football some college we have a baseball game tonight any quick thoughts in the final minute as far as who wins this thing tonight
2: i got to go with Blake Snell man game 7 coming
1: you you think so mm-hmm. you don't think mm-hmm. this is it? you don't think this is a closeout scenario here for the dodgers
2: well it is but i i don't think they get it done That's i think blake blake snells a, he's he's really good i'm going to go with him
1: I've got Tampa winning on the money line, and I went over eight and a half runs tonight. You like a shootout tonight, guys? A shootout? Barrett, he is a degenerate. Yes, there's no question about that. Now I
4: know now. Barkhand will definitely know. But at the Uh end of the day, I I think that um, we were watching our last baseball game tonight.
1: You know, it's a quiet end to the season, but L.A. will have a nice little double up if they get that as well as the NBA championship as well. We're back Mm -hmm. on a Wednesday. It's the middle had right, overtime, and now we await the great John McMullen. Well, Alex Singleton really raised the bar Yeah, when it comes to a guest and their Wi-Fi. Or, and I think Alex was on the phone, right? Yeah. Or was he on his laptop?
2: I don't know, but whatever it was, it was solid.
1: Yeah, we got great connection. We got great audio, and we cannot afford now for McMullen to lower the bar, right? No. The invite is out. We just await John. Oh, look at this. I see the face. John McMullen will bring him up, and he'll join us coming up in overtime here, and we'll figure out what exactly we have going on. What's up, John?
8: Look at that crisp view. Yeah, I'm, I'm having issues again. One day is awesome. One day is bad. Ah, oh,
2: I'll <laughs> tell you, I, I, I'm telling that. Krause, uh, you got to get in there, and you got to upgrade this. You got to get Verizon on the phone and get a get a technician in there.
1: Look, all you need is an Ethernet, both of you. You and Brooks are driving me nuts here with this Ethernet cord. Just get it I have a 100-foot Ethernet cord. I can ship it to you. It'll be there tomorrow before the show.
4: Look at that. See that? What is that? This is a box, a, 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 a designated box, Verizon, mm-hmm. just for the show. I only, I'm only using it for our show. Then I turn it off so they don't use all my uh, – all my uh, what do you call them? You, you used to call them minutes back in the day, the gigabytes or whatever, gigahertz, gig, gigs, gigs, gigs.
1: All right, well, we got you, John. You, you look pretty good. You look pretty crisp. We'll I'm see not gonna say know. what they said
4: about you, John. I'm not gonna say what they said about.
1: I wouldn't you. say
8: that, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, is there anything we should know I'm used about? To- <laughs> we just talked to Alex Singleton And Barrett tried to get Alex To admit that he's a leader on special teams And the humility With Mr. Singleton was shining through In that interview, so he refused to go down That road
8: But he clearly is one Yeah, Alex is it, Alex does not have a big ego So, I, you know, I, I've called Alex the, the Travis Fulgham of the defense I think he's yeah. been the guy I come out of nowhere to play really well on the defensive side of the ball. And I start to think this week with TJ T. Edwards coming back and say, how do you take this guy off the field? I, whether it's Nate Gary, Duke Riley, TJ Edwards, I don't care. Alex Singleton's got to be on the field defensively. So, you know, Dave Phipp is kind of losing one of the leaders of his special teams as he already has with Rudy Ford and Craig James, but, Rudy is supposed to be back this week, uh, so that'll help out, and Craig James is back as well.
2: Well, I gave you props earlier, uh, John, for your tweet uh, earlier today regarding Mike Nolan. The only thing Mike Nolan can stop is a Zoom call. That was an epic blast.
8: (laughs) 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 Yeah, you know, I, I understand why the Dallas Cowboys are struggling so much offensively. I mean, you lose your starting quarterback, you lose then your backup in Andy Dalton, so you're down to number three. But also, the same thing has happened to them that happened here in Philadelphia with the offensive line. Teron Smith is gone. Lyle Collins is gone. Zach Martin's been out. Uh, Travis Frederick obviously had to retire. So all those guys are gone, and they can't block anybody. So I understand why the offense is struggling. The defense, and Mike Dolan, there's no reason they should be historically bad. And that's what they are. They can't stop anything except a zoom call. That's what I said. It, no. it, it, it is unbelievable with Demarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch is back. Travon Diggs, Stefan's brothers, a, a, a talented quarterback out of Alex, uh, out of Alabama, Xavier Woods. These are good players. And, they're giving up 35 points a game. It's unacceptable.
1: So Alex said that this is the most dangerous team. My dog right now is chewing that gritty head, by the way. <laughs> this is Alex said this is the most dangerous team in the NFL, maybe not because of their talent and, the, and their coaching, but because they're well aware of how much ridicule they're getting. And the fact that people have now moved away from ripping the Jets and the Giants and have focused
8: solely on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I tried to get that out of Jim Swartz today. I, I think, and maybe Barrett can talk about this, I think there's a human nature aspect of this you got to overcome. So if you're going into a game Sunday night against a third-string quarterback, I, I, you know, I think it's human nature to sort of let yourself down a little bit and say, okay, we got this one. And that, to me, is the biggest hurdle the Eagles have to overcome. Because they are struggling so badly, and and what's going on, and, and the Cowboys obviously rivalry game NFC East game tend to be closer than you expect, no matter what. Uh, I yeah, they'll be they'll be hyped up for this game, so I I do think a little of that will play into it.
4: Well, yeah, and in saying that, you know, I I think it kind of works. Um, As far as the coaching aspect of it, Howard, you know, I I think it's a distinct advantage because our coaching staff as compared to their coaching staff, because they have a a culture in that locker room, which would kind of push them away from thinking like that. But, you know, tell me that, you know, what do you think are distinct advantages at this point with that coaching staff compared to their coaching staff?
8: Well, yeah, I mean, they've struggled. I, I, As I explained on the offensive side of the ball, I, I know Mike McCarthy's getting a ton of you-know-what, but I think it's th- those issues are very explainable. I think if anybody is down to their third-string quarterback, they're going to struggle. I think anybody loses 80% of their offensive line, you saw it with Eagles. You struggle. You, know, because you can't block people up front. So I turn towards the defensive side and I say, There are no issues there. Van Der Esch was out for a bit, but he's back. The fact that they've struggled so much on the defensive side of the ball, that's the bigger issue for me uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they're going to struggle offensively. Uh, There's no question. Whether it's Andy Dalton or or Ben DiNucci, they're going to struggle offensively, as I said, because they can't block anybody. And you need a vehicle to get Amari Cooper the football to get Michael Gallup the football, to get C D land the football, they don't have anybody that can deliver it to them now that Dak Prescott is out. Mm-hmm. That's
2: fair. Yeah, John, I want to get your thoughts on Antonio Brown before we uh before we conclude, but I gotta ask you if the Eagles find a way to lose to Benny DeNucci, does that take Alex Webb off Joe the, Webb. The, the Joe Webb, excuse me. Joe Webb, knock him down to number two. Joe Webb. Yeah, Joe Webb, sorry.
8: It should. I always say the Joe Webb game really wasn't the Joe Webb game. The Joe Webb game was the Antoine Winfield game. If anybody goes mm-hmm. back and watches that, that was one of the great games from a defensive back I've ever seen in the NFL. He dominated defensively. So, yeah, but, I, I mean, yeah, if they lose to Ben DiNucci, former Pennsylvania player of the year in high school, by the way, guys, I just learned that. <laughs> uh, and and he went to Pitt. So it wasn't like, you know, James Madison lost to North Dakota State. You have that sort of interest as these two FCS teams and Carson Wentz's alma mater. So he he was a big time prospect uh, coming into college. Didn't work out for him at Pitt and made the transfer. So he's got a little bit more talent than people think. But. Yeah, if you lose to a, a guy like that that nobody knows, it's it's <laughs> not going to be pretty. <laughs> so, right,
1: uh, on Harry's point there about Antonio Brown, I'm curious, with this news just coming down right now, maybe we can encapsulate it in, in a different way here. In three weeks, when we look back three weeks from today, who will have made a bigger impact? Not a better player, not who's a better receiver. Who will have made a bigger impact on the respective team? Des Bryant with the Raider Ravens or Antonio Brown with the Bucks?
8: Well, I think it, in that case, I, I I picked none of the, but it would have to be Antonio because Des is on the practice squad. I don't even know if Des is going to make the Baltimore Ravens. I was kind of surprised by that. Guy's never been the same since that Jones fracture. He's lost his explosion. People see the name Des Bryant and assume he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown was a great player. He went off the rails for different reasons. <laughs> uh, and, and look, I mean, it happened in Pittsburgh. If you can't get along with Mike Tomlin, you have issues, number one. But then it happened with the Raiders, and, and you can't get along with Mike Mayock. You guys know Mike Mayock. Everybody gets along with Mike. And, and then you talk about New England as well. What makes people think Antonio Brown is all of a sudden going to be a a good presence on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I don't see that, but physically he's just much more talented than Dez Bryant at this stage.
2: All right. I think John's going to have to defend the state of New Jersey here, Aton, because Barrett – I think Barrett buys into the fact that New Jersey is not a good state and should be the most hated state. I think he voted that way. (laughs) Um, So, John, are you aware that New Jersey was voted the most hated state? And a lot of it has to do with the people that live in the state don't like it themselves.
8: And we lose John already. Yeah, I'm I, I'm certainly aware of New Jersey this State. So, I mean, everybody, its a self-hating type of thing, selling type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not to like the taxes are high. Uh, the only thing we have is decent gas prices. That's it. That's about it.
4: <laughs> what I tell you, I told you the same thing. You can't make left turns. Yeah, Gas prices are great. You, you don't have to pump your own gas. And the Wi-Fi yeah. sucks.
1: Yeah, it's really tough to on the internet in South Jersey between the two of you. My goodness, I think people hate that—the fact they can't make a phone call. How many calls that you make drop on a given day yeah. from either houses? Oh And
8: you know, jeez. And you know, the worst part is—and this is a this is a Pennsylvania <laughs> problem. I have top of line comcast service. This is top of the line. This so is the highest in you get.
2: That isn't oh. top of the line in a third world country. What are you talking about? Hey, those are my bosses now, too. Now
1: <laughs> got a better life in a layover
8: in Bolivia. That's true.
5: On, so you, Barrett,
8: <laughs> talk to them about that. <laughs> <laughs> They're get me fired. They're better stop. This is on you,
1: Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right, John. We appreciate you. We'll chat on Thursday, 1240 Eastern, 1240 for all those watching in Philadelphia, and get a little bit more clarity on what to expect from the Eagles game this weekend against the Cowboys. Thank you, as always, my friend, and we'll chat soon. Thanks, yeah, Dad.
5: and
8: Present. Whatever you got, brother. And real quick, blame my wife for the Eastern, that problem, because I got to get kicked out of my office into her school grab room, ah. Ah, and, and that's why i got to use the walk-by. No. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: figure it out at some point. That's John McMullen, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, I'm Eitan
0: Shader. Thank you for watching The Middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life.
8: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.